0: Albuquerque's macro-aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of top. afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on AM 1600, of rockoftalk.com, 550-5500, if you want to text in. uh, Probably not a whole lot of calls, if any. Uh, I'm not even going to ask for calls this afternoon because we've got a a jam-packed lineup. Uh, The fiber is done, and the clouds have cleared, which is... I I didn't realize how much that contributes to sort of my frame of mind. And uh, what really contributes to my frame of mind, I think more than anything, is... The news that continually comes out and if you listen to as much news as i do all the time and uh you're constantly listening to people they're coming to you and they're talking and all these uh various things you have a tendency to sort of you know really start to internalize these things and it's my job to i think not internalize these things any longer and really just spit them back out there because there was a city council meeting last night there was uh wow uh, i guess we have a second pandemic coming. If you haven't if you haven't seen this video, it's 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 pretty shocking. I'm not going to put it up on um, uh, Rock of Talk TV, but what I will do is talk about it because this is kind of crazy. Um, I know Dowd. I uh, turned out onto it, and uh, Dowd joins me live. Uh, happy second anniversary, there, buddy! And uh, hopefully, you are uh, at least somewhat happy uh, to be here with the Rock of Talk, uh, Dowd. How are you this afternoon, sir?
1: Uh, i'm calling it day one of year three uh oh. for our viewers at home you can see my pink postcard <laughs> uh Good
0: we had uh,
1: the two-year anniversary yesterday we, we commence year three uh today and uh, as i always say whenever my sisters have an anniversary or my parents have an anniversary they said it wouldn't last well you know they were wrong
0: <laughs> that's nice to hear uh, it's, uh, they, some people say i'm um, a hard guy to be around and i would say quite the opposite i think it's easy to be around me uh from of different standpoints um especially when you don't have to come in Down <laughs> <laughs> is across across the city which is, is actually worked very well for us and um you know i know uh he's got a new keyboard as well i dropped that off uh, right down I, I, I was, was actually shocked
1: uh, uh shocked ladies and gentlemen because mr Mr. Aragon is, is of of the non-military people I know, Mr. Aragon is the cleanest human being alive, Uh, and I had to do some extensive cleaning. I think this was dug out of the back of a closet somewhere, but Eddie, uh, you're right. The Bluetooth works fine. I got it up and running, hopefully we won't hear quite as much ticking and tacking.
0: There we go. All right. So um, we've got Casey Peterson joining us live right now, and in fact, I'm going to go ahead and bring him in uh, right away because... Casey, as you know, is the uh, founder of Freedom Families United, and uh, Casey lost his job, uh, and we're going to get into that, and then also the new lockdowns over at Sandia. I stated yesterday, it was quite interesting, that the parking lot was full, and I'm like, what the hell is going on over at Sandia? Well, it, Casey's here to fill out the all the blanks, all the questions that we need uh found out because uh sandy is up to its no good dirty rotten tricks uh, once again sandy national labs uh, quite possibly the most despicable place uh, to work in all of albuquerque i don't care how much these people make or what they do uh they're gonna go for a full lockdown uh, yet once again they're setting things into motion casey joins me live how are you casey
2: i'm great eddie it's great being on um yeah as you said uh Sandia looks like they're heading back into lockdowns again. They just moved their threat level uh, from medium to high for COVID there, and they are forcing everybody to mask up there at Sandia. Of course, I'm, I'm not there, but i got plenty of friends there I've been talking to, and they're masking and social distancing again there. So uh, things are getting difficult, and this might be a prelude to what's coming for everyone else because typically they kind of front run whatever's going to happen here in the state.
0: What? Why now? Is this their monkeypox? Are they battling the monkeypox there already? Is there? Uh, I, I don't know what, what's happening as in India. What's? Why did the, their threat level suddenly increase? It seems to me to be politically motivated, and uh, we of course know this is coming from the federal government.
2: So what they were told, uh, the people that I spoke with, what they were told is that they were masking up because uh, COVID numbers had been increasing, and so they were worried and. All the people there that uh, have not been vaccinated, some of them have still been able to maintain their jobs. They just have to comply with weekly testing. If you didn't disclose your vaccination status, which is the route I chose to go, or if you told them you were unvaccinated, you have to test weekly. And even though that threat level moved from medium to high, they are not requiring anybody that is unvacc- uh, anybody that's vaccinated to actually test. So they're still only testing unvaccinated individuals and they have a lot of vaccinated individuals that are getting COVID and passing it around. So it's one of these things where it, it just, the reality and common sense of the situation. Just, it seems to be thrown completely out, out the window here because by their own standards, they should be testing everybody weekly because everybody can pass this virus along at this point And we know that.
0: So if we're, I don't know trying to put pen to paper on this uh we have figured out that people who are vax are more likely we found i think the number i think Dowd found was 67 or 74 percent or whatever it was we we know that this is happening now and uh why punish the people who are not vaccinated uh so that doesn't make much sense in fact uh, runs counter to the data data gathering we trust these people to develop nuclear weapons and You know, the highest uh, level of intelligence uh, in our country, yet they're displaying collectively the Sandia National Labs workers, the lowest uh, level of intelligence based upon uh, the information and the data that has come out. Uh, Would you agree with that?
2: And the problem is we have uh, a small group at the top of the labs, just like what happened with critical race theory. There's there's a small group at the top of the labs that's kind of running it for everyone, just. Um, the leadership there that has been put into place uh, over the years is forcing a lot of the uh, a lot of the members of the workforce to do things that make no sense. And they've been to them with the data and talking to them and trying to work through all this with them. And it's it's become very political and polarized. And it started with critical race theory, and then as it became politicized, uh, political even more with coronavirus. So. Yeah, I would expect more of this as long as we have the same people in charge of Sandia. We're going to continue to see it go downhill, and we're going to continue to see more losses. They were actually asking members of the workforce and managers to find out why they were having a hard time with retainment and having two times the amount of losses and having difficulty hiring. And they're sitting here asking them, well, what are we doing wrong? What's happening? As if they didn't already know and haven't been told. It's been shouted from the mountaintops. But it's gaslighting at the highest degree uh, just asking all the workforce and all the managers what, what could they do different to help with hiring and retainment.
0: We're speaking to Katie, Casey Peterson, uh, him and his wife uh, run uh, Freedom Families United. He lost his job and uh, we'll go through that story. I'm getting a text right now from Sandia National Labs uh, workers. The people at Sandia getting COVID are the jabbed right now. Uh, is that true to form? from what you're hearing?
2: i was I, I was told that I spoke with a few people there at sandia and i I was told that i obviously they didn't have numbers and can't confirm, but they're saying um a lot of the people they know that did not get vaccinated uh they most of them have gotten sick once by now, and then pretty much everybody else they know have gotten getting sick once or twice, and seems to be that that's what's spreading around but then again, you do have the highest risk individuals that are probably the most scared, so them getting sick again might make sense <laughs> if you want to put any uh, any any numbers on or try to explain it away but yeah it seems like um I, I just do not understand why they have forced testing for the unvaccinated and not go ahead and follow up when they raise that threat level with forced testing for vaccinated individuals That's clearly political punishment when you're not falling in line with their ideology
0: yeah so uh, it's become very political uh, you would think that there'd be some sort of recourse uh, for getting axed because of uh, political reasons. There's not a leg to stand on, I imagine, uh, from the law, Casey. you have not, not have a case? Because this was obviously, I think, a political takedown of you because you were probably the most vocal uh, person. So in my case, they were very
2: careful with how, how they fired me and they uh, consulted the legal every step of the way. Um, we could have pursued legal means. We did get it on the class action and things. Um, But as far as uh, where our time is best spent, um, we have put all of our uh, time, effort, and energy into standing up this nonprofit and fighting back in that way. And uh, Sandia thought that I was just going to go away just by firing me, and finally, (laughs) I would no longer be paying their side. I will be here no matter what. For every misstep, every time they want to try to turn around, start shoving critical race theory back down the throats of the members of the workforce, I made a promise that I was get this out of our national laboratories, and that does not end just because I was fired. And this national nonprofit is going to not only help us get this out of of Sandia, but also out of our schools here in New Mexico, and it's going to help us around the country to fight back against stuff like this, this kind of creeping authoritarianism that's been getting pushed around the entire United States.
0: Well, why not sue them, get the money, and then use it to fund uh, Sweet Justice, uh, Freedom Families United? Uh, But I think, you know, you can probably do uh, both. And run both of those parallel paths couldn't you
2: it's possible i do think in the state of new mexico we could have put the money into that and it, there there could have been i think there would have be more, been more likely to fail than succeed as far as our lawsuit goes on that front um and it just would have taken quite a bit of time energy and resources on our part and there are other people suing um on this front so do it's you, kind of one of those things that are? i didn't
0: do you know the people who are suing
2: um yes i have some i have some of the names of people that are suing
0: uh um, Daud, in, what,
2: individuals that are
0: suing. Yeah, Dowd, what do you what do you think about uh doing this when bring back doubt into it? What if uh you were to supply us with that information of the people who have these lawsuits and I don't know why we couldn't uh go ahead and create uh, maybe a larger awareness of, of the group of people who are suing sandia National because you know, there's no there's no lockdowns. No one's forcing people to go mass except for Sandia. And we know that they're leading the way, and if we don't fight here, we're going to go down the same path all over again. Dad, what, do you, is that something legally that you think we can do? Uh, well, I mean, I think,
1: <laughs> boy, we've had it's been a crapshoot in the courts the last two years. People have been, been fighting it, this. It uh, I, but what we didn't have early on and, and, and what we didn't really have until the last, I'd say, maybe just well into 2022, is the data that, that continue to pour in about the the complete lack of effectiveness uh, of these stupid vaccine shots and boosters as it relates to the Omicron variant and all these other variants that have come along. I'm I'm reading right now from a tweet I put up on my personal account a couple days ago. This is the New Mexico Department of Health data epidemiology reports through June 13th, starting uh, 16 May 2022 through 13 June 2022, 54 0.6% 0.6% of all deaths during that period uh, with or from coronavirus were people who either had their primary series of the vaccine or they had the primary series with the booster. A minority of deaths, uh, 45.5%, were the quote-unquote unvaccinated. So uh, it, to the extent that we were we were in treacherous legal territory from day one, but we, we were in terrible data territory because we didn't really have uh, the, the, the information we have now, it is looking so... Better for those of us who were vaccine doubters, Eddie. And um, you know, it doesn't give me any pleasure to cite this. I'm, I'm sorry that we were ro- we were right, but I guess what we were right. And um, th- the idea that you're forcing people to take something that apparently has very uh, waning effectiveness, if at all, uh, uh, that to me that that's one that's that's a little more ammunition when you go into the courts.
0: Yeah, I would say so too. Um, yeah, maybe Casey, if we could help there, and I think you know, strength in numbers and getting the, that out, I think. With their permission, I think it would be a, a big deal, because we also have to consider for for example, what are the tests that they 're taking now there 's a you were talking about this earlier. they force you to take if you don 't want to be backed a particular type of test and yeah a- they
2: 're doing the uh, the nasal swab tests, and the nasal swabs uh, obviously it would be the most unpleasant test if you haven 't had one they 're they're, they're pretty terrible, and then um, a lot of the workforce trying to push to get the um, saliva tests where you just spit and in, spit into a tube and asking sandia for data base, saying, why can't we take this? Why do we have to take the other? Uh, and uh, somebody I spoke with put up uh, two requests and haven't heard back. Um, just a radio silence from sandia of why they they're allowed to take, have to take one test and not the other. And another thing that I would add, anybody that's still at sandia right now, one thing that you need to keep in mind is a lot of the, strongest dissenters a lot of the people with uh, i would say that were the most willing to stand up and you know obviously lose their job even those people are gone now and this stuff like critical race theory and these authoritarian mandates like if you look to your right and left and no one is standing up and you're still there you need to be standing up and fighting back and i you know some people made a calculated decision why they stayed there they, they made a calculated decision that they needed to be there to help fight this stuff and capitulated other people were just fearful and scared and finally collapsed in and went along with it but regardless of the situation of why you are still at sandia you need to realize that you are in that minority of people that are going to actually fight against this and you are going to be one of the few people that can save our laboratories from slipping completely into what we were trying to prevent while we were there we being everybody else that was either fired and fought against critical race theory and these authoritarian mandates.
0: Have you, put so together you are a pretty, now the front line. Have you put together a pretty good list of the people that that were there, are there? I mean, is theres is there three groups that we can sort of in? People who stayed there, complied with everything, people who are no longer there, didn't comply, and people who are just sort of waiting it out. Uh, is there a way that we could get that information uh, and and put that information out there? And is that in any way doxing? And why, why since uh, it is... public's money that supports sandia national labs so why is it that um that information isn't more readily readily available i should say um yeah
2: that's information that i definitely can't don't have as far as all of it i I have a lot of connections with all the people Uh, many of them have been fired many of them still at sandia and people having discussions about uh you know people that were brought together for the fight against critical race theory as well as these mandates but there is uh, as far as I'm not aware of any list that Sandia has put out, nor would they want a list like that out in public. That's
0: exactly why why it needs to be put out, uh, because they don't want it to be put out. So I think uh, that's something that we can certainly uh, aid in, and I think that we should do that. And I think, Dowd, you're in agreement uh, with that. These are people who have no protection, and they're literally forced into a situation uh, where they're forced to comply, uh, with, and the data doesn't support any of the decision-making by the administration or the management uh, over at Sandy National Lab. Now, you keep bringing up critical race theory. I didn't want to go there uh, quite yet, but that's kind of where all this kind of started from the beginning. Critical race theory is something that you guys have, this has been thrust upon you, and uh, for uh, just keeping track uh, of everything out there, Casey, I think they tried to send uh, San Diego National Lab's employees to Santa Fe multiple times to get trained uh, so that you guys uh, could be gaslit into uh, being told that you are a racist. And uh, they're stepping that up uh, yet once again at Sandia National Labs, uh, parallel with uh, the uh, remasking and the uh, re Yes. Um, and
2: what they were doing is they were uh, pushing textbook critical race theory. And for all your listeners that aren't up to speed with that, it's essentially splitting the United States into two groups. You have your oppressors and oppressed. And uh, essentially, your white males are your oppressors. And if you're part of any other victim group, you are one of the oppressed. And regardless of how you grew up in life, whether you're affluent, poor, whatever it was, the color of your skin and your sex pretty much dictates your victim status or your oppressor status. And they were pushing this strongly along with many other corporations across the United States after the death of George Floyd back in 2020. And then I went back after I discovered this, uh, my wife and I both immediately went to work researching this. And I went back and forth with them for about four months or so. And it made, made, made its way from ethics, legal, um, HR, all the way up to the top of the lab to the president. And eventually I was told, okay, you've been heard. Sit down, shut up, go back to work. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. And at that time, we put together a video. And mass emailed it to all sixteen thousand employees and contractors at the national laboratories there. And um, i do I do want to say here you mentioned Sandia being you know a terrible place to work, and they are turning it into that. But Sandia is absolutely critical to our national security. They do much more than just nuclear. They take on some of the most difficult and challenging, sensitive national security um, challenges that there are and we have to save sandia it is not it is not a question of like just just let it go just leave sandia in the end we have to they are critical to our national security and after we blew the whistle on them they we suffered continued repercussions but you know didn't didn't actually get fired until february of this year
0: so I think and it, it, it helps it, it helps to fight back. i think we can say that so you know you have had an impact. I think we'll continue to have an impact, but unless we're actually explicit this time and fighting back, I, I think we're going to continue to see the continual evolving, um, you know, woke culture at San National Labs because they've cleaned you out and they're going to go for the next sortie. And I'm with you. We absolutely have to save our labs and uh, people who, who actually work there because there's a reason they don't speak up. And I know a lot of them are uh, speaking uh, to me directly by text. I, Don't betray their confidence uh, when they come in. We certainly didn't do that with you at the very beginning. And, you know, you have to continue to, you know, expose that. I'm glad that that's what you guys are doing. Will you be speaking about this on Freedom Families United uh, this Saturday at 8 a.m. on Kiva?
2: Of course, I'll get more into that. And uh, yes, I thank you, Eddie, for helping to spread our message. We are starting not the nonprofit Freedom Families United, and it is a national nonprofit organization that is going to fight back against this creeping authoritarianism. We're starting the fight already here in New Mexico. Uh, fight against critical race theory in our schools. Building a coalition of other leaders, lawyers, stakeholders that can help root this out of our state and. We are getting ready to launch nationally and should be launching July 4th. So if you go to freedomfamiliesunited.com, you can uh, sign up and be notified there when we launch and be one of the first people at the tip of the spear that's fighting against all of this and getting it out of our state and turning our state back where it needs to be and putting us back on course.
0: Absolutely. Casey, thank you for your time. Thanks for informing us as to what's going on. Keep us abreast on... uh what's uh happening with uh, some of the sandia national labs workers we need to know what's going on with them thank you eddie all right good stuff uh there you go Dowd. uh back on lockdown uh masking um they're trying to you know, keep it hush hush but uh this will be front page news uh tomorrow if it hasn't already been i'm not picking up the Albuquerque the journal scientists
1: well, but... who won't follow the sign i mean <laughs> yeah, okay <it's> <laughs> that's
0: where we are you know. All right, so I got an interview with a guy. His name is uh, David Velasquez. We're gonna do that when we return. He's from up north. He's gonna. I had a conversation with him earlier because I wanted to find out what was really happening. And then Murder Mike's coming in uh, for our five o'clock hour. I have a chance to uh, visit with him and see where we're at. We'll cover the city council stuff uh, during next hour as well because uh, that's all sorts of crazy in terms of what's happened. Um, the city council is just a disaster right now, and and Brook Brook Basson boy, she's not even able to introduce her bills in order to, you know, take that back away. They're going to make her, uh, sit on that all the way through August. So I know that that's uh, probably going to put a smile on your face. There should be consequences for this. Uh, and, uh, I know many of you out there are very irate and upset with her and uh, for good reason. Uh, the Burnley County GOP. I got. I was uh, added to an email list today. I remember I was kicked out. or no Do, do you recall me being kicked out of the Burnley County GOP? When no. I was. Oh, you were. That,
1: yeah. Was that around you the time remember? you were brandishing your gun on on,
0: on video? <laughs> yes, that was the time. Yeah, no, that's what Janice Arnold. Janice Arnold Jones said that. You were brandishing. Janice Arnold Jones, uh, by the way, her and her uh, election integrity group got rid of David Clements. Yeah, you know, uh, him and his wife, uh, or. The guys that were helping Mike Lindell uncover the election. And if you might recall, Yeah, former
1: NMSU the, professor. Yeah.
0: For, former NMSU uh, professor. And, you know, that's just kind of incredible. I'd like to talk, uh, talk to David Clements at some point. But uh, there you go. And please help our uh, good friend uh, get on the ballot. Uh, this man is a, a good man. I think he's about 4,000 signatures uh, before he needs to get them. Uh, by this time next week. So it'll be the 30th. So he has until next, he has to be up in Santa Fe. So make sure you hear, uh, lead marker, uh, get on that ballot. We'll take a quick break. We'll bring it back. And you're going to hear from David Velasquez, my, uh, earlier conversation with him earlier this afternoon. We'll have murder Mike live here in studio. So, um, I'm here with my friend Dave Velasquez and he is from Nor- hails from Northern New Mexico. And, uh, he's been doing a little bit of work for me here and there. And, um, how
3: long have I known you, Dave? I'd say every bit of uh I've known your your dad for at least fifty years. So I think i I've known you probably about forty since yeah. you were since I
0: was a little baby.
3: Pretty much. <laughs> so
0: you uh you're from northern New Mexico and you from the uh area specifically of
3: uh Mora, New Mexico.
0: Mora. Yeah, the Mora yeah. berries up there, right? <laughs> right. Been uh You're proud to be from there. It's a good place. Yeah, it's good people there.
3: Yeah, there's it's a very well. A lot of friendship in the community. Yeah, Uh, everybody knows everybody. Everybody knows everybody. Someone
0: died. Someone did something. You hear about it the next day.
3: Oh yeah. Sometimes you hear about it before the day before it even (laughs) happens.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I like that way. (laughs) I like driving through um, Moda because we always come back from the the backside. Yeah, we go to. you know, from Angel Fire through Romeroville, you see the Yamas, right yeah. there, and then straight through, yeah. through Mora. And I noticed, like, during the pandemic, despite the shutdown uh, there in Mora, people stayed open. They didn't want to shut their businesses or and things like that down.
3: Well, It was uh, a lot of that. The only places that really shut down were, the, like, were the restaurants. Yeah. All the restaurants were shut down, and uh, the only places that were left open, we only have a uh, up there in Mora. And, yeah. Uh, family dollar and stuff and they were very very strict with her yeah with the rules of people going in and out two at a time three at a time yeah and
0: uh what's they, it is Moda? Uh, is it one of those places that's that really supportive of uh, M- michelle de Grisham?
3: well uh they're really supportive of anybody that has a deep in front of their name mm-hmm. they really don't learn not. are there any republicans up there there is there's there's yeah. quite a few i think yeah, I think there's a total of maybe uh, seven hundred to maybe a thousand uh, voters that vote Republican. Mm-hmm. And but they're mostly uh, they mostly live up in uh Guadalupe area, Black Lake. Mm-hmm. I mean, not Black Lake. They're not in our county anymore. But yeah, uh, but uh, locals there, I think there's there can be more than two three hundred left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so.
0: So what's happened they Had these fires and, you know, I know that, you know, that area better than better, half of my dad's workers come from that area too. Yeah. I've been dealing with yeah. that stuff. So yeah. I know that, uh, it's, it, it's worse than, than what they're even saying. They're running a lot of interference as they say, uh, to protect Michelle Lujan Grisham and the forest service and Martin Heinrich. They've sort of just abandoned and left you guys.
3: Oh yeah. No, they, they, uh, the governor Grisham, she, didn't, she the fire was about ten to twelve days into into burning already before she even stepped up and stepped up to the plate and tried to do something for Mora County.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: We had a senator up there, he was uh, or a representative. I don't. His name was Fred Montoya. Mm-hmm. That guy took charge and he did a lot for the people there in Mora. Mm-hmm. And uh, needless to say, when the election came, the primaries, he got voted out for some reason or another. Another. Mm-hmm. Another Democrat, uh, Sanchez from the other side of Rio Riba, there he defeated him in the election. But uh, this this Montoya guy did a lot for he tried to he tried to do a lot for the people up here.
0: Mm-hmm. And then even now that he's not elected, same thing like he probably tried
3: to help. Yeah, yeah. It, 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 it's, well, everything is quieted down quite a bit after the fires are getting under control and everything. Yeah. So, so
0: you said there's something that kind of stuck in my head that. These were planned. The fires up there were planned fires.
3: Yeah, they were supposedly prescribed burns, and they had them. Uh, they had them.
0: Why did they pick? Uh, why did they pick the windiest part of the year? Why did they pick May? Uh, they start
3: I, I have no clue, and I don't. Have you
0: ever seen that before?
3: I've seen them have prescribed burns up there. They burnt a lot up towards the. Walker flat area and some yeah. other national part of the national forest.
0: But the, the timing of it with. I'm yeah. Did no, they Didn't it seem that weird?
3: Yeah. What they usually do, they burn up there in February and March. Right. That yeah. would be the time. When the ground is wet, it's the cold nights. Fire don't spread that quick. But mm-hmm. I, these guys must have had orders from somewhere to just burn on that day. Well, uh, well so
0: we're also seeing the same thing happening in Arizona. And this is the Forest Service. No, the Forest Service is uh, under I forget which department, not the Department of the Interior for uh Deb Holland, but um you said the way that they dug out everything is the way that that burn went. Yeah. The way they dug out the yep. burn yep. is the direction in which the the fire basically burned.
3: Yeah, they uh what they did, they went there uh made a lot of dozer lines all all through the Okay. Around more. So
0: yeah. So they got the bulldozers. Yeah. And basically, the bulldozers carved out the path for the, the direction which the fire was supposed to go.
3: Well, uh, what they did, they made these fire lines a long ways from where the actual fires were at, and then they back burned everything, trying to get back to the fire, and they they burned. Thousands and thousands of acres that were not even in the line of the fire. The
0: biggest fire in the history of New Mexico. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
0: We've had the highest murders in the history of New Mexico. Mm -hmm. Uh, In Albuquerque, we had the biggest fires. We had the most restrictive shutdowns. Uh, We've had all of these things. And, and, you know, uh, now we've got who we've got in the White House and just keeping people at home and dependent on the government. You've never been dependent on the government. You have a a Christmas tree. Uh, thing. And tell me, tell, yeah. tell us the story and we'll get back to the, the Mora thing uh, in a sec, David. But I, I really want to talk about your business and what you've been doing, how long you've been doing it. You're a hard worker yeah. um, and you've been selling Christmas trees um, for as long as I can remember.
3: Yeah, I've been doing this uh, since 1972. I'm a, actually a carpenter by trade. I worked for, I was in the union carpentry, carpentry for uh, all these years yeah. But I would work uh, nine months out of the year, and then i take three months out of the year to go cut Christmas trees. And I had a tree lot here in Albuquerque for that period of time. And
0: How many trees do you, you sell a year?
3: Well, I, on a good year, probably close to 1,000 trees. 1,000 mm-hmm. trees would be...
0: That's quite- a lot of work. Got to cut them down, oh. bring them here, haul them, set work. up,
3: and you know oh, get yeah. those trees. Out. You so. got to move every tree at least ten times before it even gets here to Albuquerque. Wow! <laughs> so yeah.
0: ten. So let, let's seventy-two, and then you stop selling Christmas trees. Why did you have to stop selling Christmas? Trees?
3: No, I haven't stopped. You haven't? You no, still sell them. I still sold last year. I threw, okay, I sold through the pandemic, all of that. Yeah, and uh, I planted. Do it again this year.
0: Okay. Will you be able to um, with the forest fires burning? Will you be able to sell
3: Christmas trees? Yes, I purchase most of my trees off of a private land. Okay. So, I uh, they're real happy with me going up there and cutting a lot of these trees out because they're just uh, I clear quite a bit of that that burn and this Christmas tree is only a Christmas tree. You'll never get a timber out of it or anything. They mm-hmm. ju- they so uh, basically, like forest weed. Yeah, it's, a lot of people think of them that way. Yeah, the ranchers where I caught up, they call them water predators. Yeah, they <laughs> soak up everything. <laughs> he soak up all yeah. the water. Yeah.
0: So, so you're, so you're still selling Christmas trees. Yeah, and we're gonna have to run an advertisement and get all your trees sold okay. this year. We definitely wanna help you and make sure that we uh, get as many trees sold as possible. Mm-hmm. I think that that's important. So let's um let, let's kind of circle back to uh to use you know uh, Jensaki you know Joe Biden I know how much you in, enjoy watching that that crew oh. up in Washington D
3: C, <laughs> <laughs> peppermint patty yeah um the build better the build yeah, better build back better build does, back does it feel better. like they're building back better Well, I was a builder for many years, and we never did it backwards. We always moved forward. Yeah, we, we started at the bottom of the building till we got to the top. Yeah, these guys stop from the top, and they're taking us to the bottom. Yeah. The way I see it, I yeah. don't, a lot of my Democrat friends up there in Moore County, they seem to see it the other way.
0: Yeah. Why, 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 why are they pleased or happy? What is it? Do you think they're just brainwashed so high because of Donald Trump? They were just taught to hate Donald Trump. What, what
3: they have a lot of hatred for Donald Trump down there. Why? They they don't even know themselves. They don't know. They just, they listen to CNN and S N 24-7. and Yeah. So and they, can you get through to these people?
0: will anything impact them do they realize like what joe biden and michelle O'Han grisham have done to the state of new mexico
3: not much those people they're just i would like Do they read a paper no they just i don't think the journal even goes to more anymore they used to uh-huh. and all they have now is uh social media and they that's all they do look at cartoons and this and that and bash trump all day and you know, it's like a sport, then. Yeah. yeah, and what I tell them is, well, you guys voted him out, so you guys don't have to see him anymore. It seems you like him more now. He's not there than when he was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's all yeah, they talk.
0: Still learning to blame.
3: Him. That's all they talk about. Yeah, Trump even they, it's still Trump. I have friends that have told me that they would rather pay ten dollars a gallon for gasoline than to see Trump back in office.
0: That's pretty stupid, don't you think?
3: Well, that's what I. Yeah, I was. I well, was, we're, we're on our way to there. I was going to use that word a while to go stuck on stupid, but yeah. but uh, that's pretty much where they're at.
0: So, is there going to be any implications for Michelle Lohan Grisham up
3: north uh, after these fires? Well, there's there's a lot of people that are very disappointed with her. Uh-huh. They're very, di- but uh, just the way the nature of the beast is, they will vote for her again in November yeah. just because she's uh there's she's the party.
0: Let's talk about the FEMA and how you guys, this is really what I wanted to get to in this conversation because you guys were left for dead up there. Yeah. Uh, tell me what happened with FEMA. Tell me how how the whole thing worked.
3: Well, the, peop- the people that worked for FEMA were very helpful. Mm-hmm. I went over there and I talked to them myself personally. Mm-hmm. I have some property up there and I see what kind of, uh, but they have their, I think they have their, their boundaries where they can only do so much or get anything done. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of uh, people that came in there they were wanting help or lots of things that, you know, and they were they were mostly concerned with the people that lost their homes, mm-hmm. their dwellings, whatever they had. And as far as the smoke and all that, well, we all had to inhale it. And, uh, but they were, the workers that were working for FEMA were very, very helpful. Mm-hmm. They were very courteous, very very well mannered with us. They, they could mm-hmm. get, but as far as them being able to,
0: you haven't been able to get any made hole in anything in anything. No, right? They're no. not giving you guys any money or helping out anybody monetarily.
3: Not that I know of. No. no. Yeah, most most people Some people lost
0: their stuff and that's it.
3: There's that's else. pretty much pretty much a bottom line. They just. You go in there, you fill out an application, they'll help you. There. They'll do all the paperwork for you. They'll help you fill out. Whatever. But you still have not had anything. I have I have not received any compensation. Yeah. How much damage did you have? Well, they, the part of the, the part of the where I live, I have a little cabin up there. The fire came about 100 feet from my cabin, but that was lit by the Forest Service.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: The fire would have never gotten to my place. Mm-hmm. But they made them, them docerized, and then they backfired. And that's where they burnt. They burnt a lot of a lot of acreages should have never been.
0: Will it ever be the same? We see Los Alamos. Oh no, 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 no. Uh, Will
3: Northern New Mexico ever be the same? I, I, I doubted much because yeah. if you go up from the mora going out towards Tres Ritos, Taos, that area, mm-hmm. it is just. It looks like there's just black stalks of standing in asphalt. The whole mountainside is black. Both sides of the my way. It's very, very, very sad to see. Yeah. And that place. Too. And that part of the country will never. It'll never. It'll never come back. No. Yeah,
0: Eighty years, right? Is that what it is? Once you have a forest fire like that, before things start getting.
3: Yeah, back. I could never. I remember some small fires coming up in the Walupita area and Chacón here and there, but nothing like this. This was. Yeah. This was terrible. It oh, was. Yeah. And a lot of people lost a lot of things. I'm
0: really sorry for your loss. Is there a way yeah. that people can can help? Uh, with people up there. I mean, what could they do? I know a lot of people are moving from Northern New Mexico here to Albuquerque. Yeah.
3: Yeah. They're, uh, because there's nothing left. No, a lot of people. there just just uh, like the ranchers, most ranchers that have cattle have yeah. farms. They, uh, they're having to sell all their cattle. Cause there's not going to be any grass left. Yeah. A lot of this was uh national forest land and they, they run their cattle on this forest, uh, forest land. And, uh, well, there ain't no grass, ain't, can't have no cows. Yeah. <laughs> the poor elk, the elk, the so wild. Elk has run out. Oh, wild yeah, There's
0: no elk, there's not going to be any elk hunts. We haven't no even talked about that.
3: No, right there in the Mora Valley. Yeah, we,
0: that's we, the best place for elk.
3: The elk are right there right now. They're eating our alfalfa fields because mm-hmm. they have nothing else to go. Yeah. They have nothing else to go to. I got a nice little herd of about 30 or 40 that hang around my place here mm-hmm. at night during the day i don't know they'll be gone. they go up in the day somewhere they, but yeah. they'll be there at night yeah so that's going to be another problem because us people that raise a little hay up there we we're feeding the elk now so we wouldn't have no we wouldn't have no hay to sell what's uh, what's
0: going on why why are there not going to be any political repercussions for for michelle lehan Grisham, despite all the things that you just said the things that are going to happen
3: I I would like to know why people are... Because even the Democrats themselves are saying, well, man, she left us high and dry on this deal. Yeah. But... Uh, she she shook her finger at the people of Española. Yeah. You remember that? Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Las Vegas. Yeah. She probably got the biggest drug problem in the entire
3: state. Well, she, she told the people from Moragalli when they were starting to evacuate, when the state police were evacuating them to... Uh, if they didn't want to evacuate whoever doesn't want to evacuate she said they can stay there and they can stay there and eat smoke that She's was a mean person that was her answer to the people that did not want to leave a lot of people couldn't afford to leave yeah they had nowhere to go a lot of people don't even have vehicles elderly yeah. people
0: yeah, it's more expensive up, up up north than it is down south of course
3: oh yeah it's, and you're
0: dragging things that have 10, 12 miles a gallon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Imagine going, you
3: know, 50 miles and having to spend basically 50 bucks. Oh, 50 bucks will get you to Vegas and yeah. and you got to go find a way to get back home. Yeah. I mean, people don't have that kind of money. <laughs> no, they don't. No. Should anybody anticipate
0: more disasters like this coming out of COVID? And what do you think about the news media where they've covered it? I mean, what, what what's the expectation from the people up there? In
3: Well, uh, a lot of people on the Mora Valley, they're kind of disappointed because most of the main fire after it left Las Vegas, all the, all the headquarters stations were, for help, Mm -hmm. were all in Las Vegas, and a lot of these distributions were only getting to Vegas, and and they did not get to Mora till after, till way after the fires were done, and and there was a lot of people left there in Monaco that used a lot of help, but uh, mm-hmm. like I say, they can't. A lot of people can't travel. They so just,
0: if, if the houses aren't being paid for, you're not being made whole for what's happened. It was a prescribed burn, and there's no political uh, accountability. And um, she just passed the buck. Said uh, this is all because of the Forest uh, Service. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think that's the reality. The reality is that she, as governor, the buck has to stop with her. No, there's no doubt about it.
3: Yeah, her and her photo ops with Joe Biden and yeah. brought him into town for a photo op, and yeah. that's about as far as that. Yeah, that went. That's the way I see it, though. Yeah, maybe.
0: Well, I'm so sorry for your loss and no. what you've been through, and the people of Moda have been through. Um, yeah. You probably see Boda will probably, you know, cease to be here soon if the, there's not going to be any industry to upkeep it. Uh, travel yeah. industry,
3: particularly. Oh, we used to have a. There's a lot of tourism in the summer. Oh yeah, they love we to, used to go get the motorberries. Yeah, they they love to go through that Mora Valley and go. all yeah. – A lot of people that, and it's all burned. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it, it's like, Chess, that I, it, it.
0: Go through that way. Did they go that?
3: I don't think they got much of it. They might have got it up on top on the yeah on the Hicarita peak there, but uh, most of it was all the top of the Echoes Valley and Mora, up on top of North Fork Lake, uh, Middle Fork, all them. Let me ask
0: you, let me rub your
3: uh, brain one last
0: time on something because it, it, I can't help but think that this was done intentionally and on purpose and they got the outcome that they want. Does that ever cross your mind?
3: Well, we're, it does. We're very, we're, we're mad. There
0: the hundreds of years that we've all lived here and all that. Yeah, AMC, and it happens now. Yeah, People
3: are forced from their homes. Yeah. And things are burning. I mean, oh, yeah. don't you think they did this on purpose? Like... It seems like it, they, they did, but it, uh, like I said, we're pretty mad and disappointed with their decision to do what they did when they did it.
0: Yeah. You never I, had prescribed burns in May.
3: No, no.
0: I can't think of one time.
3: Not especially. And then then the government, they, especially the U.S. Forest Service, they probably have the best weather maps that anybody has. Mm-hmm. And they knew that it was going to be, it had been windy already for two weeks straight.
0: Yeah, when they started.
3: And they were 60, 70 miles an hour. They were... They were there were really strong winds all through this period of time and then and they still decided to go ahead with it know, I, so that's uh
0: I think the job was declared they have something else in mind and uh, they don't want you there in that land any longer and Martin Heinrich uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham, Deborah Holland I think they're all responsible for what's happened
3: No they are they, uh, well like you like you mentioned a little earlier I think the box stops with Michelle Grisham. mm-hmm it starts and stops with her. Yeah. There. yeah.
0: And, well, David, thank you for being here. I don't want to take up any more of your time, and uh, thanks for uh, yeah. all that you have done
3: for me. And, uh, no, yeah. it was my pleasure. Just to,
0: My kids are, well, we've spent a
3: lifetime together, and my kids are yeah. never going to see northern New Mexico the way that. No, neither will we. That's uh, that's our hunting grounds. is our fishing streams, you know, the recreation. We have lots of people that were coming in from different states, buying real estate. Yeah. The real estate stuff. and the real estate, I think it, it that's tank. No, no, nobody wants to burn. No, nobody wants to buy twenty acres with, with nothing on it but burnt uh, trees. Right, and it's, it's important. and most people want to live there by the streams, we by are the a river. Lot of
0: people moving from Texas. Oh well, yeah, we're getting we're a lot of tax, half of Texas the, seems the, to be moving and taking over Northern New Mexico. We what do you think some of that when you know
3: that the Texans won't buy it now. No, and if they do, they'll buy it dirt cheap because. I but mean, for what they don't get to any use. Of it. No, just maybe if maybe some people have different ideas and they can come and reseed it or do something with it. But it uh, yeah, won't happen. They're saying that they're going to go and reseed everything. I'd like to see them reseed 300 <laughs> 350,000 acres. <laughs> yeah. that would be. Uh, stupid yeah, so people yeah, buy anything. <laughs> yeah, anything. Yeah, that might uh, that might boost the employment if they give everybody ten trees to go sell. To go, to go plant, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it
0: might take a while. Yeah, well, you know, all about trees, and we're gonna buy some trees from you. We're gonna get all your trees and okay. get them all sold,
3: okay.
0: You know, going out, you might have to get twice as many this year. Oh. That's how many trees we're gonna sell, okay. So we'll get our Christmas uh thing going okay. in October and let everybody know where to pick up their Christmas tree.
3: Okay, well, that's good, that's good news for me. Yeah, I, I uh, sling those trees, yeah, and I shouldn't have no problem. Or, like I said, where I per- get my trees, I'm up in the Chama area, Ch- Chama, Colorado. Chama area. has
0: their problems. you see the water problems? Yeah. With the water.
3: Yeah. What happened? I have no clue. I haven't. They
0: knew what was going to go on. And Chama t- has some problems.
3: I've talked to. I've got a lot of friends up in that area, and they are. Uh, they're also complaining that uh, they're not getting any help. They're not getting any help from. Is there burns up there too? No. Oh. No. Just with their water system. Oh yeah. And this is. A, There's no water. And this is supposed to be a new water. Yeah, water system they have, and yeah, they have some. They have drought. Yeah, mm.
0: typical New yeah. Mexico. But don't you it's What? A, it's a third world country.
3: You have never seen anybody up there so proud of that. Ben Ray Lujan. I don't know what they. I don't know where the rest of the people missed the boat with him. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, wow. yeah, so. You know, yeah. you remember his his dad, of course,
0: right? Oh yeah, he used to work with him,
3: right? Yeah, yeah. He he was. I worked with him up in uh, Los Alamos when he was an artworker. So, mm-hmm. so, matter of fact, your dad probably worked with him too. Yeah, yeah. he did. Yeah. Yeah, so. All
0: the yeah. different fabs up there, Los Alamos is a different place. Oh, yeah, I know Those people are strange. Yeah, they're they really. Try, I tried to revive their little radio station up there and keep it going. Yeah. They don't want to have anything to do with thinking the right way. No, no, they're. They're, they're learned their own, their yeah. $100,000 Teslas. And, yeah. You know, their guilt-free lifestyle, I guess. I don't know what else. To... Yeah. Hey, I don't know. Hey, hey. I, I, I don't know what to think about New Mexico anymore, David. I've, I'm, I've, I've been depressed lately just thinking about it and just thinking all uh-huh. the other wonderful places and why can't New Mexico be better and why we don't want it to be better.
3: Yeah. So, well, the, isn't that
0: kind of strange?
3: The reason is it doesn't get better is because don't, we don't have people that want it to be better. They just want it to be the way The way. It wa- they don't even want it to be the way it was. Mm-hmm. They want it to be the way whatever, whatever Joe Biden and Grisham and everybody else on.
0: They love the feeling uh, like a third. One. Yeah,
3: they're talking over there and more about, about the climate change and this and that. And I really, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of climate change. Mm-hmm. I still believe that when, like when I was growing up, summer, summer, winters, winters, mm-hmm. fall is fall, spring is spring, and that's the way. And the seasons prove it every year. We get wind, snow in the winter. Mm-hmm. We get these winds in the spring, and it's pretty hot in the summer. Then all the leaves fall in the in the fall. So I haven't seen no climate change of any kind, for mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Right.
0: I'm sure they'll probably yeah. try to blame the forest fires on climate change. They
3: are. Oh, they already are.
0: They're, they're yeah. Do their propaganda. Yeah. Stupid people are listening and believing them.
3: Yeah. yeah. They're they're still they they believe it. They think that those are. Uh, one degrees or two degrees that the world has changed in the last 20 years is making the difference, but
0: yeah, no, I don't know. It's crazy. All right, David, okay. thank you. I appreciate you very much.
3: Okay. Well, thank you, Eddie.
0: You are welcome. What a sweet man. Uh, and a very, very, very good, good man uh, at that. But, uh, that is just absolutely, uh, typical of what's happening up in Northern New Mexico. So there you go. He's got the straight skinny Dowd. Your reaction to that? Uh, i love i love real new mexicans
1: Uh, you're talking to someone who spends far too much time in corrales Uh, folks we just heard the last 20 or 30 minutes from a real new mexican Uh, i could have gone another two hours on that one (laughs) eddie bring david
0: back yeah i think i will he's a he wanted to talk probably the way that he 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 really talks but you can see it's uh, living in him through and through and you know david thank you for giving me the interview hopefully he's uh kicking back and listening to himself i'm pretty sure he is He was pretty excited about doing an interview as First time on radio, you know he didn't know he was uh, doing some, some stuff for me around the station, and uh, anyway, it's just there's just so much there, you know. And w- w- northern New Mexico will never be the same. They had a prescribed burn in the windiest month in world, and just, none of it just makes any sense at all, Doug. None of it. And, uh, I, I
1: thought all of New Mexico's problems were over when Evil Orange Man
0: went away. Looks
1: look, looking like things are as bad or worse than ever.
0: Yeah, no, I think they actually are worse than ever. Uh, that's the way I see it. You know, and we're going back into lockdown. You're seeing this. Uh, Murder Mike's going to be here. We've got uh, uh, we got actual stats here. Murder Mike's put this together. He's taking this very seriously. So we're going to get this out to you, so Dowd can go ahead and uh, put that out there. So we'll scan it in. Uh, and believe it or not, May was the absolute worst. No, it was a banner month, a uh, banner month uh, record sales for Marijuana, but it was also a banner month for 17 homicide victims in the month of May. So we'll talk about that. Uh, stay tuned, everybody. We appreciate you listening on AM 1600 KIVA This is the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. Albuquerque's Macro Aggression. Eddie Aragon, Eddie. the, the Rock of five. Talk. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk. I'm eight sixteen hundred K I V A B Q dot FM. Rock of Talk.com. Hour two coming at you here in the ABQ, and uh, glad to be with you and yours, G D Muska from uh, across the way. He is uh, at uh, his home office there and uh, operating uh, on his keyboard as well. So you're doing great. Do a little tap test, uh, tap, tap uh, there for us if you would now. Oh, uh, got, doing it right now. Can you hear anything? There you are. Yeah. Oh, Can right. you hear anything? Uh, barely. Just just barely. So. Just a little like tippy taps. Tippy taps. Yeah, tippy taps. <laughs> so we got uh, Murder Mike here in studio. Murder Mike, how are you? I'm doing very well, Eddie. Right.
4: Hello, Eddie. Hello, Down. Um, I trust everybody's well. And don't tap out, bro. Yeah, <laughs> no. you look uh, You never tap
0: out. We've got some numbers we got to get to here on the homicide. We'll be doing this every Thursday at 5 p.m. Uh, with Murder Mike for him to uh, jump into the Kiva, and that's uh, going to be his uh, little assigned time, so we're going to have it with that. Uh, for all the notes on the show, uh, they're actually going out, believe it or not. They have been going out, thanks to Natalie uh, for what she's doing, and um, then we're going to be doing that for the other shows as well. Of course, each one of those shows is going to have to contract with them, uh, with Natalie directly to do that. That's going to be her little her little gig in the gig economy uh, if you will these numbers are troubling mike uh, i'm gonna um, turn the camera on you if you don't mind are you are you camera ready <laughs> there young man are you gonna put on your cowboy hat no no
4: oh, I, I better okay. leave it off <laughs> I don't mind.
0: whatever you want to do it's just uh, made for tv so it won't fit feel- over the headphones oh won't fit over the headphones uh, let's see there we are i think that is you there you are there's right. murder mike um how's metro mike going
4: uh, Metro Mike's is, it's slow. Uh, it's yeah. still kind of a work in progress. We are getting okay. a few things in here and there, but you know, we're, we're building slowly but surely. So it's, it's getting there.
0: All right. So I love stats and I love graphs and I love all this stuff. So, um, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's hard to make an emotional plea off of this, uh, because it's just, you know, numbers and let's start from the top. Um, it's worse this year than last year.
4: That's absolutely correct. How
0: is that even possible? And folks, you guys elected him. I think I'm Mm -hmm. going to, we did an impeach MLG. Uh, I think we're going to go ahead and do a recall of Mayor Keller. Um, You you down for that doubt? Uh, I like it. I like what I'm (laughs) hearing. Yeah, I think we need to recall (laughs) Keller. So we're going to work on that. We're going to get an attorney involved. I mean, this is not what. You know, where I'm not going to go into, and there's no lame duck. I mean, he can continue to, to run this into the ground. It doesn't seem like uh, oh, doesn't seem like Keller really cares.
4: Well, these deaths are from the city, so I mean, he can't dispute that.
0: Well, yeah. there's no disputing a dead body. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a dead it, it, body's a dead body. That's right. But it it's worse. Um, we started out uh, on a slightly better note in uh, than 2021 January. Uh, we had 10 homicides. And it looks like uh, last year we started out hot out of the shoot with 14 homicides. That's so, correct, right? Yeah. So let's go month by month, uh, shall we? Let's uh, start from January. Let's go all the way to June, see where we're at.
4: Okay, uh, let's see. Well, first of all, we'll, we'll start with the uh, total number of homicides to date, and that is actually 60. It says here 55, mm-hmm. but there's also one that was a justifiable homicide. And Enforce suspicious deaths, so they kind of break it up to make it look like the numbers are lower, but in actuality, it's it's, it's actually sixty. So,
0: so who puts this together? The real time crime center. What? Uh, the real
4: time crime center, along with the homicide unit and violent crimes with APD. Okay, So this there comes straight from them.
0: Okay, and these are up today as of June seventeenth.
4: June seventeenth.
0: Okay. All right. So we're this is lagging by a week, basically. So. Yeah get the extra, we have encountered. What What's happened this week? What's transpired this week Well,
4: so this far? week, we did have uh, a number of shootings reported. Uh, the first one was involving a police officer in front of the Hotel Andalus uh, early Sunday morning. Um, an unidentified male. Uh, was the
0: revamped in, Andalus. That's the a, revamped. Uh, that was yeah. the
4: original Hilton Hotel. Did you know that?
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's hey. right. You
4: do. That. I'm sorry.
0: No, I've stayed there a few times. It's nice. On the inside, they have their... Uh, Flamenco Theater and, you know, that nice Barney, and so Sunday morning,
4: huh? Sunday morning, early Sunday morning, uh, APD was clearing a call, an unrelated call there, and when an unidentified male who was intent on committing suicide by cop uh, drove his vehicle to the police and informed him that he was armed and he would not go quietly, uh, despite numerous commands by police to exit the vehicle and drop his weapon, Mm -hmm. he refused to do so, resulting in shots being fired by police, so and he's That's, dead. He's dead. He's deceased. Okay. He was dead at the scene. Yeah, that was front
0: page news. I didn't. I don't know. I, don't, I have a tendency to skip those those stories anymore. I think most people do. Most people are ignoring it. Um, and you're not. I'm. I'm glad for you. What else happened no, this week?
4: Well, this week also on Monday there was another shooting reported, and this one was in the South Valley Command on Bridge Southwest, okay. where officers were dispatched to a fight in progress. with shots being fired in the 8,000 block of Bridge. Okay. Um, upon arrival, they located a unknown age male suffering from one or more gunshot wounds, conscious and breathing. Uh, he told investigating officers that he had gotten into an argument with a male and female, both Hispanic, uh, when the male pulled a gun from his waistband and shot him. The suspects fled the scene, unknown direction of travel. There's no further details on that. And then another shooting took place at 4.30 in the morning, in the war zone at Dallas and Trumbull, multiple callers reported a person had been shot and was down in the street. Uh, when officers arrived, they discovered a 30-year-old male unconscious with staggered breathing. He was quickly transported to UNMH Hospital in with an unknown condition. Witnesses told police that the vic- victim, whose street name is Ozone, had been in an argument with a black male when the male also pulled a gun from his waistband. Shooting the victim in the head. It's unknown whether he survived his injuries.
0: Well, oh, he gets shot in the head. He probably died.
4: Nine, 99% of the time, that is the case. I have seen rarity, rarity cases where people have been shot in the head and actually survived, but it's, it's pretty rare. So,
0: you yeah, I mean like on Fight Club at the end? Yeah. <laughs> 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 that's the one. I knew no, That's the only time I think that's ever happened. Uh, <laughs> so, we don't have a confirmed uh, murder on that?
4: Not as of yet. Um, no, that's yeah. not in the stats. I can reach out to the PIO or maybe yeah, they're um, not going to tell you. Yeah, they're not going to tell me. No, they're not.
0: It was shot. He, unless he's dead on site they just generally don't count it, right?
4: Uh, that's pretty much the case. But I have friends at OMI, so I can also reach out to them yeah. and see if anybody came through matching that description. And
0: they do anything to the bodies uh, at all when at, at OMI? I mean, since you have friends over there, I mean, just in case someone, well, someone know, comes and shoots me, I want to make sure that, you know, they don't touch me this way. Can you can you work out a deal for me?
4: I, I can. You know, it, yeah. might, it might cost you a six-pack or a pizza, Whatever you, but, you need.
0: Know. I just want to make sure that mm. someone doesn't, like, start playing with my toenails or, you know, some 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 <laughs> sort of weird stuff. You know? <laughs> Nothing weird
4: happens. Are there any are uh, weird people over there? Nah, nah, no. No, I'll just uh, Okay. Uh, professional pathologists, medical mm-hmm. doctors, investigators, you know and they, their primary goal is to determine the cause of death, whatever oh, that case may mean. Yeah, be.
0: So, they're, so when they take my clothes off, they're not going to say, oh, so that's what Eddie looks like. Oh, it's like, you know, nothing nothing weird like that, right? They're strictly professional.
4: Strictly professional. Right. Eight by ten glossy will be sent to your next again.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's, nice. <laughs> that's a
4: nice packet. Nice deal. Yeah, nice deal. You <laughs> go in the door and out the door. So. In and
0: out. Okay, got it. And uh, what else going on? Well, week?
4: there was two other shootings. Also, one, wow. in, uh, th- this was, this actually happened. Uh, there was two other shootings uh, yesterday, one at Domingo and San Pablo, where a male adult had been shot in both legs. Uh, oh,
0: wow. Got them both, huh? Uh,
4: two shots in each leg.
0: Two shots per leg or a shot Two shots shot.
4: per leg, yeah. Really? Yeah.
0: Wow. They, uh, they were nice trying, work.
4: I think it was gang related judging by the sound of the traffic on the radio because oh, yeah. um, also the suspected the suspected shooter was also a suspect in an earlier homicide. Oh, so I'm glad to see that
0: police are working hard on uh, bringing him to justice. To, uh, they know enough about him to know that he was also a suspect in another homicide. I mean,
4: right. So they knew who it was. So oh, it's just okay. a matter of tagging him, you know. They thought they had him at the in and Out mart there in Pennsylvania and, and uh, Central And they set up a perimeter spike belt.
0: Is he still at large then?
4: To the best of my knowledge, yes. Of
0: course he is. It's Albuquerque. We love our
4: criminals. Yeah, that's it. I mean, you know, you can, uh, oh, there's a lot of ways I could go with that. But anyway, there was, and then again, last night, there was another shooting. Uh, This happened about 1030 in the evening in the area of Eubank and Constitution. Oh,
0: a safe area, real safe.
4: Yeah. And, and, That's uh, where they
0: had that one guy. Is, remember at the Presbyterian that shot four people? They you remember that? Right, <laughs> right yeah, yes. Um, yes. Yeah. The Presbyterian caseman, I think it was. They <laughs> shot him and just walked out. They had video of the guy and everything.
4: Right. That, that actually happened at San Pedro and Uptown, at, right behind Mario's Pizza in the oh, alley. Yeah,
0: yeah,
4: yeah. That was the one where they— were...
0: Well, there's the other one there that just left them. They, he just like left the bodies there at the Presbyterian, and walked out, right?
4: Right. That that was the one that San Pedro. Yeah, that was being investigated. Uh, that's why it didn't show up as a homicide in Albuquerque. And they call that it,
0: white supremacy, something or other.
4: It turned it turned out to be a federal investigation because there was some kind of gang related thing from the penitentiary where white supremacists were against somebody from the else. The Pinta,
0: bro. Santa, uh, yeah, Santa. No,
4: can, there we go. So, but anyway, that was a, that's it for the okay. the shootings, you know. So that's it. And then uh, I, I can quickly uh, touch base on these uh, shots fired calls because okay. they kind of uh, made a point of it. Um, there was forty. Uh, there was a total of more than forty shots fired calls in the last three or four days. And one event happened at the Lobo Village, which is a university student housing facility in the right southeast here. area. Yeah. And if you remember, there there was like a homicide there, not more than maybe a month ago, at a party. Really where a guy crashed it and went in there and just started firing shots. So this is a a problem. This is what they call a flagged uh, location. Isn't
0: that student housing (laughs) at the University of New Mexico student housing, right? That's correct, yeah.
4: Oh. And uh, 30 to 40 shots were reported. And when police arrived, they found vehicles riddled with bullets. They found impact uh, markings on the buildings through windows. Oh. So, yeah. There
0: you go. Nice and safe at the Lobo Village.
4: At the Lobo Village.
0: Wow. So send that, your send your kids to UNM. <laughs> well, they will be
4: vaccinated and wearing the mask so you won't be able to help me a picture. They, they <laughs> the mask and they the pot. Well, they, they got, I guess they got masked out of that little hole.
0: Do they really? You
4: can put a cigarette. There's, there's, there's,
0: there's all sorts of holes in those
4: masks. Yeah. It's yeah,
0: yeah. for bacteria, not for,
4: you know. They do absolutely no good. So many yeah. doctors have told me that. I mean, there's, and as you pointed out so many times, you know, hey, you should
0: just, talk to the people at Sandia. They're going full mask again.
4: I was listening to that. that yeah. was, I couldn't believe that, and I know that's going you, to. What do you mean you can't believe
0: it? this? South well, I New mean, Mexico. It, that's true. But the I, most just, interesting it, city in the world. Of course we're doing that. But you know, like you know, how, it, I can't believe we waited this long.
4: You and I have both grown up here, and to see our city go in the direction it's going. No, they love it. It's, they,
0: it's, the Republicans love the Democrats. They all love it. They they love mm-hmm. it. They just want to live in an interesting city.
4: Well, yeah, they, they've they got their wish. They voted they in
0: uh, Mayor Kemp. <laughs> you think I can get him to
4: Um, I would think so, but I i would also uh, reflect the fact that there's a, a lot of the good old boy club involved. Yeah, both so. sides, huh?
0: Yeah. There you go. He gets a drink of Dasani water. Okay. So let's uh, let me go. Do you mind if I go through the numbers real no, quick? No, let's go through the stats. Yeah. I like stats. And Dowd's just there you go. Into Dowd's bit. jumping, chomping at yeah, the Okay. So January <laughs> uh, was actually worse in 21 than it was in 22. 10 homicides in January. Okay. 19 through the first two months. Uh, we jumped. Uh, we had twice as many homicides in February as we did the previous year. So 9 versus 5, 5 in 2021, and then exactly the same in March, both 7 and 7, uh, 2022. So uh, through the first part of the year, the 26 homicides, uh, we were on pace at 19, exactly the exact pace at the end of March. And then something happened. Spiked in April, then, between then April and June. We had that big April. You might remember back in 2020, we had that huge April. Remember, it was like 20 homicides.
4: Okay, right. I Remember I, they,
0: do you remember that? We had that record record month back in uh, 2020.
4: I would have to go back on my notes so I'm, anymore. I'm telling yeah. you, I, yeah, I remember. I, yeah.
0: Dad, yeah, you might remember that uh when happened, yep. right? Yep. yep. the spike. Yeah, with that <laughs> spike in April. So we had another <laughs> spike um in 2021, but it really got low. Uh only 6. 6 homicides. So that put us over 31 through April. And, uh, we were actually kind of improving. And then last month with the record banner year, maybe everybody was just smoking the weed. And then the following month, you know, they, they went a little psychotic, you know, Alex Berenson's now talking about this, uh, the, uh, high level of psychosis, um, does involve with the higher in- increment, uh, increased levels of THCs. I mean, these aren't, <laughs> th- these aren't your mommy and daddy's joints. Uh, they're smoking anymore. These are, uh, hi. And you know something about that, right, Murder Mike?
4: Yes, I do, from, yeah. a, from a personal experience and just from what I've seen as a first responder. Yeah, It
0: makes you stupid.
4: It does. It makes you stupid, forgetful, and some of the best ideas you ever have when you're stoned, you look at them when you're not, and you go, oh, my God, <laughs> did I really want to do that? So. Wow.
0: Yeah. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. So we, we spiked to 17 homicides in right. the month of May. Correct. And we will likely probably maintain with what you just stated. Uh, we'll probably be right in line with, with that. So okay. we're a little bit ahead uh, for the remainder of the year. Um, we May was the worst month in the last two years. 17 homicides mm, in uh-huh. the month of May. May was the worst month in the last two years. Order, Mike, you see that? That's right.
4: And I, I think it, a lot of it is related just to. The summer, it, when the su- people get warm, it gets hot, people go drinking, they get into fights. I mean, a domestic disturbance and fights are one of the primary um, causes of homicide in Albuquerque, mm-hmm. next to gang violence. But I, on the next graph, we'll look at it in a minute, but it, it shows how it. Um,
0: Let's go by area. How, how about that? Looks like uh, the southeast is, is worse and so is the valley. Correct.
4: The southeast, uh, last year, the southeast had 15 uh, month to date, and this year it's 19. Okay. And uh, actually, the valley and the foothills are tied with equal amount of homicides, uh, 12 this month and seven last year. And in the lowest, Oh, course, yeah, that
0: reverse. Is- <laughs> yeah, that reversed. The uh, foothills is a lot better. Um, so you looked at it the wrong way. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, six in 2022 in the foothills. Last year, there was 12. And the valley—it's uh, twice higher than it was back in 2001. I mean, 2021. Excuse me. Right. Yeah.
4: I'm. looking are a lack of sleep. So. <laughs> yeah.
0: Northeast—that's um, lowering. So, uh, I guess uh, should we should we give credit to Brook Basson for lowering the homicide rate in the northeast side? <laughs> uh, Eddie, uh, we spotted right. a we mount, mountain homicide, lion uh, uh, here today, up, uh, so up here in my area. In yeah. So it got lower, but uh, you did. Dow did share a photo of a man who's literally like living in the park.
1: I did. So, I did. Uh, Wildflower Park. Yes. His
4: generator was on last night. Wow. <laughs> yeah, there was uh, 48 uh, homicides by firearm last year. Oh, we better
0: get those guns off the street. Brooke oh, no, Basson's uh, uh, gun buyback. Uh, maybe, <laughs> yeah, Trigger locks will mean, solve yeah, that problem.
4: I'm sorry, Dad. Go ahead.
1: No, trigger locks will solve the problem of firearm deaths in, in, the, uh, in the ABQ.
0: Um, that's trigger locks, trigger yeah. locks. Right. Uh, let's see. Five lethal cutting instrument.
4: Uh, stabbings.
0: Okay. Yeah. Blunt object. Is that like a hammer or hammer, a coke bottle?
4: A, a Baseball bat. A lot of uh-huh. people were killed with baseball bats.
0: Uh, one person was uh, homicide explosive fire. That's weird.
4: Um, I'm not sure exactly what that was. I I vaguely recall something about that where uh, it was a bomb or a fire that exploded and it was intentionally set, so it was considered a homicide.
0: Huh. okay. Not a gun. Personal strangulation. We've uh, had no personal strangulations this year. No one's strangling each other. And then, uh, let's see, one other, whatever means to to do it. So, yeah, we are uh, 45, 53, 54... We're at 55 as of this, 60 total, and uh, we were lower in 2021. Um, if there's any reason to recall Tim Keller? I think this is the reason, right? Uh, right here. No, in his not, own. It's right, these are his own stats. I think failure to keep the city of Albuquerque safe or make he, it safer than the previous year.
4: He keeps claiming he's doing something about the crime, but I just, nothing ever happens other than a lot of double talk and showing up and uh, ribbon cuttings and saying he's doing something about ribbon it. Ribbon cuttings?
0: Who's opening well, a business?
4: Who knows? He'll show up Did there. you have
0: a ribbon cutting from Metro Mike? Uh, <laughs> I, I put
4: crime scene tape all across the front.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: That's why I haven't been getting anybody That's coming my, in. Just it's a crime
0: scene. Uh, Wow, a lot of people fighting this year. Then it's like an angry crowd. This is the probably the worst part of the whole entire report.
4: Right. This is what I alluded to earlier that the uh, the the major cause of homicides has been resulting from uh, domestic disputes or fights with gang violence. I think only running uh, a lot lower, but yeah, fights and domestic disputes. Forty-one. Forty-one. Last year was eleven.
0: Wow. People are angry. Um, five domestics. Lower than last year. Lower than last year, yeah. yeah so that's uh, that's good. Gender of victims. More uh, more females dying this year.
4: More females dying, but still the male. Where's old. the
0: transgender category? I don't see transgender. <laughs> or it, or is, uh, how many transgenders?
4: I think that would fall fallen into the category of unknown, which is a, a zero. Oh, so.
0: Unknown, but they do know. That's the whole they point of transgender.
4: Well, you know, things are always... Put in different places to transgender make it look would different.
0: not like to be referred to as unknown.
4: Mm hmm. Offensive.
0: Right? Uh, I think there's... keep your the, cisgender terminology out of our statistics. Yeah, yeah
4: my, mm-hmm. that is crazy. So you know, yeah.
0: it's nice to see that no one is harming transgender people
4: that, that we know right. of yet.
0: <laughs> Boy, are you anticipating that?
4: Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm sure, what? It, there, yeah, I'm sure it's going to happen. I mean, you know, it, it's. It's been going on in Albuquerque ever since I was in oh, high school. Are, or you know. Mike,
0: no, people are not going to go. They're just going to be like, what's that? I'm, they'll walk away. They're not going to even mess with
4: it. Well, yeah, that's true. We've, we've become a lot more liberal in that respect, so we're not. We? Well, speak I, I shouldn't speak. I shouldn't say we. Yeah, don't, a, don't include me in your. Uh, I, I will not be included to in that myself. <laughs> I, 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 refuse
0: to,
4: I refuse to be. There are two
0: sexes. That's it. And, that's it. Uh, Male, a, female. Pick a yeah. side. Uh, race. Uh, oh, less Hispanics getting killed this year. Right. Uh, 31 listen, out of 55. Um, it was, it was very heavy at this point last year. 36.
4: Correct. And and, only 31 uh, this, this year. And, uh, the next one,
0: I guess. Only three black whites. people. Look at that. Yeah, three, yeah. There we go.
4: I have to turn it that's sideways.
0: A, yeah, no. That's a, it's hard to read this. I have an amazing ability to read forward, backwards, up and down. All that. Uh, wow, we've doubled up on the Native Americans, uh, the American Indian, Alaskan natives. Seven <laughs> homicides. Very likely, most of those are homeless, right? I would imagine.
4: And uh, between each other, mm-hmm. when the uh, Native Americans, which I grew up just, we always called them Indians, and there was nothing offensive about it. They didn't well, find it. I'm, I'm,
0: I'm uh, Indian. Or Native American or whatever. I, yeah. I don't take offense to you saying Indian.
4: No, yeah, we're I, good. I grew up with that. You know I mean. Yeah. But anyway, regardless, um, yeah, the Native Americans uh, do have a tendency to fight amongst themselves. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, and generally liquor is involved. Uh, always, always. Okay. Yeah.
4: Well, I can't say always. Ninety nine percent of the time, alcohol or drugs is is a contributing factor to to it. They get liquored up and they just can't deal with it. So, and then looking at the age of the victims, um, between this year and last year, the uh, highest number of, of homicides were, fell in the 26 to 45-year-old age bracket. Now,
0: of course. There you go.
4: 18 to 25, which I thought would be a lot higher, is actually lower because a We've lot more seven, kids—
0: had are- seven murder victims, 17 and under this year?
4: Correct. Yes. What? And the suspects are the same. It's kids shooting kids, and a lot of the gangs are using juveniles to commit these homicides because yeah. they know, eighteen, they're out and they're good to go, and they, they and they've got an education to becoming a gang member. So when they get out there,
0: well, the guy that just killed the uh, you know the basketball player, he got life sentence. So yeah, he did.
4: Yeah.
0: yeah, that was a, I think that's rare a rare for New Mexico. <laughs> Yeah.
4: Eligible for parole in twenty six years. Oh, then that's not life. Well, life, but I mean, we got to get back to the
0: death penalty. What do you think about the death I penalty? Think, I think that should
4: have been reinstated a long time ago.
0: Lethal injection, like, uh, quickly. Very, very, very much so. Yeah. I
4: think that would be a big deterrent. If you, if you know you're going you to get, if you take another death,
0: life, just lethal injection. Uh
4: huh. And I think that's a a very humane way of doing it. You know, back in the old days, we still had the gas chamber. Yeah. You know, and, and used it successfully for many years, so...
0: Well, I'm I'm pro-life one way, but I'm not pro-life the other. You somebody <laughs> get it I'm pro-innocent life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There it is, doubt Right <laughs> there, that's good. Okay. Or,
4: commi- or committed an act of violence against a child or an old older person. You know, something resulting in uh, great bodily harm. Yeah.
0: yeah. Age of victim unknown, we do have one of those. But seven deaths, 17, age 17 and under. Then you got a geographical... uh I don't know if uh, if I don't know if this just for posterity or what it is, but I I don't know that these dots on red and blue really make a whole lot of you know difference to me. They're all scattered you know right in and the random. right in the places that I frequent the most. I have a pretty good chance of dying yeah. by by uh, by murder you know, given the things I say and well. then the people who hate me and you know.
4: You are very controversial, but the thing is, how's Eddie, that
0: controversial? He, <laughs> speaking the truth is controversial. Like actually, is, yeah, that's
4: that's one of the reasons I really enjoy doing this show with you and listening to the station is because you tell the truth, whether it's good or bad. And he's gonna pay
0: the price.
4: Yeah, and I'm not like, getting paid for this, so you know. It's oh, all right. Okay. Well, do you need payment? Uh, yeah, where's my twenty dollars check? You told oh, me. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Maybe Murder enjoyed. Mike's gonna shoot. Yeah, well, you know, it is what it is, but what can you say? Except that I really do, um, the programming here is excellent, you mm-hmm. know, and you do, I my only. Uh, um, the keyboard
0: I, tapping. Yeah, finally,
4: yeah. you got that, and I guess you got your new transmitter back up.
0: Uh, we oh, did, hard. yes. Very yeah, good. I've been doing that, um, you know, uh, I need more sunny days. Can, we, can you keep the sun pumping? No, uh, work
4: on it. Happen. The thing is, if, if, if nobody washes their car, we will not get rain.
0: Oh, that's true. <laughs> You wash your car. The Mexico logic. There it is. Yeah.
4: But, but you do. You tell the truth. And I'm, I'm very, I, I'm, uh, it's an honor and a privilege to be associated with the station. I mean, that sincerely.
0: You should see, you should see the level of hate I get. That's why I made their website, ihateddyaragon.com.
4: Yeah. <laughs> I wish you'd run from air
0: again. I really do I hope you do. I mean I'm just going to remove the mayor and then we'll put in Dan Lewis um, what do you think? I don't need another job No, but
4: you would make it one heck of a good mayor you you would be the only oh, person yeah. that would be able to turn Albuquerque around, and I share that sentiment with a lot of other people I that, know.
0: well, I but... work hard, but you know it it comes as a as a cost, and i don't I don't have the I mean we're going to go into the second pandemic. Have you heard this like... Joe Biden thing? No, oh yeah. The, the but, gateway pundit, um, send that to me, Dad, if you would. Let me actually put. I think Eddie, I've been looking
1: all day. I, I can't. They take it down. Um,
0: what? Uh, let's see. No, they must have.
1: Because you mentioned so it when hard. I saw you today, but I, I can't find anything.
0: Um. Yeah, We'll see if we can go ahead and find it. Somebody has it out there. It has Joe Biden talking about the second pandemic. Can you send this in, if you would? I'd really appreciate it uh, while I'm here on air, and then I'll play it. But you got to hear this. And the first person I worry about is 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 people like you, uh, or Mike, because you trust your doctor, and your doctor wants to back you. I will not he wants, do to, it. he wants to grow a little tapeworm inside you, so it just eats you from the inside out. Have you seen this stuff, right?
4: I've, I've heard about it. I haven't personally seen it, but I know that... Uh... The vax the it does more harm than good in ninety nine percent of the time. So
0: Okay, here we go. Uh, there it is. Thank you. Right on cue. Just ask for it for my my uh wonderful My wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Oh, someone says I'm gonna die by hanging. That's nice. Pretty hard to string up a two hundred fifty pound guy. Oh Eddie, I've got the the quote. Um here At the I think, pres- I, think, I, think, I think I've got this down. Let's see. Okay, you okay. Hear his actual words. Uh, oh, we got to go to Fox <laughs> News now. Oh,
1: so always bad. consider the source, folks. Uh, oh, you know, oh, we, we, oh. we have a senile and senile
2: in chief here.
0: It's so bad. Like, like, you cannot have a worse president. And, and there's literally people who are eating this stuff up. There. There's stupid people everywhere. They're like, mm. oh, yeah, I'll pay you. You just heard David. He said, who will pay $10 for gas? So that that's the real pandemic stupidity
1: i know you're
0: looking for more money from
1: congress for the, this vaccine campaign and for for covid funding going into fall uh how much of the supply of vaccines for these small children uh is there and and
3: how many of the nation's kids will you be able to get vaccinated before you need more money uh, for well, we'll get through at least this year. We, we do
2: need more money.
3: but We don't just need more money for vaccines for children eventually. We need more money to plan for the second pandemic. There's going to be another pandemic. We have to think
0: ahead. Yeah, like Just, just take a step back for a sec, okay? That, that's your president. You know, pandemics happen once a century. Once a century, folks. They're, they're literally planning for the next pandemic, and they need more funding. And this is exactly the drill that they're going through over at Sandia National Labs. Is the drill that they're going to put you all through again? That's that. That's where we're going. I mean, how is that not alarming to you? I like, wonder oh, what his
4: end game is.
0: Uh, just to uh, what, keep uh, keep power. What do you mean end game? Well, there is I mean, no end game. He, uh, well, he...
4: you know, another pandemic. Uh, I'm wondering what what is prompting him to you know. Makes such statements, or uh, I'm, I'm having a hard time putting it into words. I, I just don't understand why, after everything's been said and done, we are you would throw that out there.
0: So, Dowd, you want to
1: take that? Um, these are people, as I often say, of unsleeping malevolence. Uh, they they There may be 5% of these people who are genuinely concerned about public health, but when they lie awake at night uh, before they go to bed, they dream of being great men and great women. And great men and great women spend other people's money, and great men and great women control other people. Nothing like... A public health crisis, whether it's real or imagined, if it's real in the minds of most people, empowers people like this to move the chess pieces around the way they should be placed rather than, you know, a free society, which people make their own decisions. Parents make their own decisions about their children's health care. They didn't get. Uh, the dream of single-payer healthcare and digital currency and all all this other stuff that they were dreaming of that maybe we could get to, maybe this crisis that, you know, I don't consider a crisis but they consider it a crisis, uh, would really supercharge their big plans to implement the grand design, the the master blueprint. Uh, It hasn't happened as as awful as things have been uh, and as much of our freedoms as we've given up uh, and as many people on our side who say they speak for freedom who, uh, when the wolf was at the door. didn't Didn't show up. Uh, certainly not talking about anybody involving uh, associated with KIVA because we've been fighting from week one, day one. Um, it it, uh, it they didn't quite achieve what they wanted to achieve. So uh, the next thing, I don't know, alien invasion, monkeypox. There's going to have to be something else for them to get what they want in terms of their insane lust for power. Uh, and I know this sounds, you know, getting into little Alex Jones territory, but uh, these people are. Uh, uh their their appetite for control uh and forcing people to live the lives that they see as fit i mean it's perfectly anathema to the original american vision uh, my quote tonight uh, that i'm preparing for the the daily blast tomorrow the American project was not about maximizing national wealth nor international dominance the american project consists of the continuing effort begun with the founding to demonstrate that human beings can be left free as individuals and families Families to live their lives as they see fit, coming together voluntarily to solve their joint problems. The polity based on that idea led to a civic culture that was seen as exceptional by all in the world. That culture was so widely shared among Americans that it amounted to a civil religion. To be an American was to be different from other nationalities in ways that Americans treasured um nobody in power carlson talk, he talked about this last night on the show it was really good nobody in washington nobody in public health nobody in state capitals very few people in state capitals believe that vision anymore uh, they are drunk on their own power and their own designs for power so i think with with uh, creepy joe there I don't think he was referencing some specific particular pandemic, but these people dream of having uh, a, a crisis that they can rise to the occasion and direct uh, humanity in, in, in the proper direction. So uh, that lust for power is associated with opportunism about potential uh, uh, global problems. What, what do all these rich people like Gates talk about? You know, they always get together at Davos. You know, it's all about these global problems we have to solve, you know, global warming and global pandemics. Uh, it fits very nicely with their sicko, and I would say anti-American lust for control. So I think Biden's just blithering today is just a manifest- manifestation of that phenomenon.
0: Um,
4: that does make it a lot more clear. Okay. It really does. Good. All right. Thanks, Dan. Oh, that's important.
0: You know, I'm just sort of to the point where I just see it coming. And Jimmy crack corn, as far as I'm concerned, uh, I'm really down that line. And, and I think that's a dangerous place for you guys to be. If you have a guy like me who literally cares about everything and who's passionate about everything, like there's something you couldn't talk to me about that I don't know something about, that I haven't like actually invested myself in and say, you know what, I'm really, really interested. I want to learn more about that. I'm now at a point where I'm thinking, well, you guys wanted this guy in, um, just like the Republican party today. Let me, let me, let me share this with you. Here, I'll, I'll show this. Um, oh, Berlio County is having a meeting and a picnic. No, I'm not. What, for what you guys kicked me out of your party. sure. <laughs> uh, let's see what we got here. This is great. Oh, we got, uh, Get some more here. Okay, so let me let me get through this, and we're going to cut to commercial because I think you want to hear this. And so this initial email went out, and I'm going to play this out on, on radio. And uh, Megan McMillan, who's Ward 16 chair, she says, "Good evening, esteemed members of the BCPC. <laughs> I'm writing to you this evening as a fellow elected Republican and leader of our county party. Uh, as many of you know, the RPBC continues to be only active in their later New Mexico Live monthly efforts. Tonight, I'm very disappointed with the newest New Mexico Live program." The program centers around crime, but our very own sheriff candidate, Paul Pacheco, a former state rep with over 20 years of police experience, I might add, is not even on the panel. Instead, we have a Democrat city councilor, Louis Sanchez, as well as two independents and voter registration being attacked. I don't see Representative Bill Ream or candidate Nicole Chavez or Greg Cunningham on the panel either. If we do not exist to support and lift up our candidates, why do we exist As an elected member of the BCCC, I'm concerned that the RPBC is paying $4,000 per month per event but not saying anything about it being a Republican event and not even making a Republican pro-crime candidate's panelist. The direction of RPBC is problematic because they aren't supporting our own candidates as well as the extremely high amount of money being spent too much each month to rent a ballroom. <laughs> you can see the latest finance report here. She literally posted. I was like, oh, thank you. RPBC exists solely to support and grow a Republican Party. If we don't support a Republican candidates, we don't support a Republican candidates <laughs> and our <laughs> leaders continue to lift up Democrats. Why do we exist? <laughs> Thank you for your time and consideration, McNeil. I'm like, Oh, that's a know. good one. uh, spidey, uh young woman. <sighs> and then you get uh, Stephanie Lord uh, who jumps in. Thank you, Sarah Jane, for all your efforts to keep New Mexico alive. It is greatly appreciated. Well, I think it's good that we have a Democrat speaking at the event. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You know what I go to Republican Party functions for? To hear Democrats. <laughs> As a, a registered Republican, what I want to do is I want to listen to more Democrats. You know, I, I talked to Dan Lewis this morning. Why is Louis Sanchez not a Republican? Like Louis Sanchez, be a Republican, bro. You're going to vote with us the entire time? Just be a Republican. Why do you have to be a Democrat? right? I think there's something to me about marketing. I'm wondering if. Hmm, I'm sort of wondering if we should add a panel of Republicans at the Republican Party event. I wonder if we, uh, something came over me, I was having a deep thought. And I'm really wondering if I, if we, should add a panel of Republicans with Democrat Louis Sanchez. Instead of just having a Democrat as the only elective. whoa, whoa potential Republican speakers, uh, all Republican County Commission and City Council, the House incumbents in Burleo County, Bill Rehm and Stephanie Lord. You mean Bill Rehm, the one who uh, chaired up the finance committee for uh, one Manny Gonzalez, Democrat? Yeah, that one. All House candidates, Burleo County Sheriff, candidate Paul Pacheco, Attorney General, candidate Jeremy Gay. It would be great to have a question and answer for with the incumbents and candidates to discuss, like you can't even get a damn, uh, just my two cents, respectfully, uh, Stephanie Lord. You can't even get a Republican event to have republicans in, like you have to have a question about it this is totally crazy totally not right Paul's in the <sighs> and sarah jane allen jumps in okay and she's kind of the person who's doing all the work for that dear dear bcc members megan thank you for letting me know about your concerns concerns the whole thing is not a concern like this is not a meeting that you can possibly have because there's no republicans that are actually featured just like they had, I literally counted 19 times the Bernalillo County Central Committee, the, the very same thing that they kicked me off of, right? But and I'll get to that in a sec. You're going to love my answer to all this stuff. And they're like, oh, someone copied me on this. Someone, someone knows that if something comes across my desk and I look at it, I'm like, Eddie's definitely going to respond. You've asked many questions and I'm sure some of the BCC members would like to be answered. The Republican Party of Bernalillo County has a real mission to grow the party and get Republicans <laughs> elected into office. We have many short and long-term goals to achieve this. Both party growth and elected offices have both short and long-term goals. New Mexico alive falls under party growth with goals that serve RBC now and in the future. Its mission is to celebrate New Mexico and what it has achieved specifically within the business community. It also brings to light the major blah, 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 Okay. So then you get a former Democrat. Uh, And uh, now, county commissioner uh, candidate, Michaela Michaela Chavez, who, by the way, didn't support me, who supported a Democrat, just like um, your CD1 candidate, who supported a Democrat, right? Like, I can go on and on with this. This is, you know, Jay Block paid the price for this. I mean, a lot of the other candidates out there, they pay the price for doing this. And this is, and these people need to be punished for their, their sins when this comes across. As a candidate, I find this counterproductive and disheartening to read. The light uh, the fight we have in us should be for the other side. Any discussion? Well, you're bringing in the other side into your meeting. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The fight should be against the other side? No, you're literally inviting only Democrats in. <clears throat> Many BCC members are tired of these emails circulating. Good. <laughs> that was like, that was basically painting the target. Yep. As soon as I find out that you're tired about something, oh man, Landed you know, you know it. this, right? If there's I something know. that bothers you, and I know it bothers you, I'm going to work on that and you work push the on buttons. I will push that button. <laughs> as much like we are all on the same team. Oh, are we all on the same team? Really? Like the team for mayor? The <laughs> like team for the memo? city <laughs> councilors? Yeah. Uh, should we start working together so we can succeed? Yes, I think we should. Singling out and highlighting the need for certain candidates to attend an event makes the rest of us running feel unimportant and undervalued. I'm sure those not mentioned would, too, like an opportunity and platform to discuss their views on the issues. I ask that you please stop being divisive and not please kindly remove my email from further attacks on one another. Oh. And then someone says, agreed. And then this, uh, this gal that I helped. Good afternoon, all. What exactly is the offense that has plagued your life, Megan? Oh, someone else is pointing at the very person who was bringing attention to this. Seems to me we're freshly out of primary. That shows progressiveism is more than alive, but judging by the Democrat winners. And the Democrat people you're actually bringing, bringing to the media. We've been crying about someone's volunteer efforts to draw attention to the issues in a grossly blue state. We are incredibly crime-ridden and have several months, blah, blah, blah. I would bet there will be enough crime-ridden content to cover the candidates wanting to be part of New Mexico alive. How about... We thank Sarah Jane, one of the hardest working volunteers this country. Here we go. All in favor says I. So I said this. I said, oh, okay. Well, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to recall Tim Keller. I will not support any Republican who did not support a Republican for mayor. You know who you are. I, we literally have made a list of all of you. And I'm happy that there's a conver- uh, conversation about three, uh, a happy uh, conversation about branding. Ron Ketty will be a two-ter- two-term governor. You all need to help. I refuse to be governed by Democrats. Here's my impeached Michelle Lujan Grisham petitions. Who in this list has actually signed one? I know who has. I literally, we cross-reference, we know who participated and who didn't participate, folks. And then I take it a step further, of course, because that's what I do. Please remember that I was kicked out of the BCCC while I was running for mayor. Pretty hilarious. By the secretary of the Republican Party, and where did I operate out of? Oh, by the way, she's a converted Democrat. And where did I operate out for my entire mayoral campaign? In the Republican Party headquarters. <laughs> while John Rockwell was trying to work against Steve Pierce the entire time, sending in his minions to try and intimidate me. I'm like, oh, you're here to intimidate me. That's a good, you know, it's a great tech- tactic. Try to intimidate me. Or better yet, how about attack me? I think that'd be a better way to go. Yeah.
4: I don't think that's possible.
0: <laughs> <clears throat> good, good question, Megan. And thanks for pointing that out. That's what I said to her, because I think it was good. You know, someone calling in the branding I think the very first word, the whole thing, should say Republican. We are Republican. Also, the Yates, that would be Harvey Yates, Baldonado, and Kelly, what's her name? Farjardo. All yeah. donated to Manny, a Democrat. My next-door neighbor, Republican, also supported Manny. <laughs> he's a Republican. He's part of the Central Committee meeting. Manny is a sheriff, by the way. Tim is still mayor. Manny was at 19 BC GOP events for mayor, and, and KKOB is now 10th in the ranking. You don't think those people out there know something that we don't? They're smart. They don't want to get behind fake Republicans. Right. So they, what have they been doing? They've been punishing KKOB. And I sent out a uh, copy of the ratings. So they they, are, they hold the record for the most number one books at 64. Did you know KKOB had number one books, 64, from 2000 to 2017?
4: That was their book?
0: The books, the ratings yeah. books. Right. Yeah, right. they held the record. The only station to have that many number ones. Who, who knocked them out? Uh, hello? You yeah. Everybody knows that.
4: And they're a tower. I mean, they're 50,000 watts. 50,000 watts,
0: blah, blah, blah. History. You know. Oh, man, for 100 forever. years. <laughs> then something happened. I wonder. Trudy, Brooke, Jay Block, and others all got behind Manny. We continue to be our own worst enemy, and I'm talking amongst us Republicans. Uh, what, what's the number one thing people say? Eddie, you should have gotten into the race earlier. Yeah. Do you remember when I was the first one to get into the CD one race Wait. first last December? Then you had like six people and then you got the right idea to insert Mark Moore's after I decimated the rest of your field. Like literally, I think Alisa we Martinez got in like the same exact day as Mark Moore's. They said, well, we had no idea. Like, yeah, they're all making sure. Oh, I had no idea you were that popular. I'm the only one that had any name recognition. People didn't even know who the hell Mark Moore's was. Right. How's that pot pushing working out in this state thus far? Remember when I lost the state party chair by one vote? Does anybody remember that? Yeah, I do. I need to update my video, (laughs) www.ihateeddyaragon.com. Look at minute 28 or so to see the video. I like the part where they took out my radio tower because I wouldn't shut up about the 2020 Trump election.
4: That proves there's corruption going to a very high level here in the state.
0: Election integrity, whatever. Oh, right. Didn't you guys also get rid of David Clements and the election integrity group? How stupid is that? Um, So then I get these things. Or people are, are doing it. So then Marilyn sends out an email. I haven't even read this yet. Thank you, Representative Lord and Sarah Jane, for your helpful input. I think continued dialogue is critical as we move the county party forward. We have a real chance to win governor. And like Eddie said, if and when that happens, Mark Ronchetti will become a two-term governor based on historical data, and we will all be better off for it. As elected member of both the BCCC and SEC, I share and echo the concerns of those in this email chain before me. The only reason the Republican Party of Bernalillo County exists is to promote and elevate Republicans. I, too, am concerned that our official Republican Party of Bernalillo County is hosting an event highlighting a Democrat elected official. And it's not like we don't have Republican officials in the same position. We just had a historic win in city council with Republicans. Why are we choosing to host a Republican event with Republican time money only to elevate an elected Democrat? I find that problematic. Can you imagine the Democratic Party of Bernalillo County hosting an event where Dan or Renee were? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. If we're working to elevate and grow voters and in our base and civilized conversations why not use this platform to highlight a republican office holders and candidates representative lord mentioned more candidates that should be elevated and engaged when talking about public safety reform also greg cunningham and bob Godshall and ellis mcmath surely we would we could include one of them and many of us attended the gubernatorial candidate mark Kennedy's crime platform released yesterday he needs all of us behind him to win in november so i echo the concerns of saying Why are we spending as a county $4,000 an event that means 115 people to attend per session to break even if we're not elevating and highlighting Republicans? There are other organizations that exist to increase dialogue. That is the mission. Let them host events. But our mission is to support Republicans. That is the only thing we should be doing. It was just one year ago that that the call for Julie Wright came out because she let a Democrat speak at a Republican Flag Day event. You were all outraged. You called for her resignation and publicly raked her against the polls. Where's the same outrage for an event put together and paid for by RPBC highlighting a Democrat? I hope RPBC leadership takes some time to consider this and moving forward ensures that if w- the one outreach event you are doing per month includes highlighting community leaders, we engage and leverage Republican community leaders, candidates and elected officials, that we exist as an organization to solely support and elevate the headline and participate in these events. Also, we only have $8,000 in the bank. Are <laughs> we really being good at fiscal stewards to support our candidates if we could pay $4,000 a month on events to, to promote that do not promote Republicans? <laughs> Latest financial disclosure filed late, by the way, here. And there it is. Okay, how much are we paying for this paid speaker? We couldn't find someone to headline locally for free. They'll never ask me. Uh, injustices of criminal crime reform. I don't even know who this person is. Kurt Altman. New Mexico and Arizona director, right on crime. Do you know anything about that? A L T M A N, doubt. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Exclusive city Party <laughs> panel. Louis is a Democrat. City Councilor Louis Sanchez. Doug and Sean are great, but neither are Republicans. There it is. So Doug Peterson. Yeah, and Doug supported uh, Manny. So you reported you're, you're doing him. And then you've got um, Sean Willoughby. There you go. Uh, like he needs any more airtime anywhere. Carter was going to run for AG, but is not anymore. Why is he speaking? Why not AG candidate Jeremy Gay paid for by the RPBC? So there you go. So, um, oh, and then here's, here's, uh, the guy, Ronnie Lucero, who did, I'm going to read this. Um, Ronnie Lucero, national chairman, Republican, national Hispanic assembly. Was this the same Ronnie Lucero who was supposed to put on the gubernatorial, uh, candidate thing? And that was basically shucking for one of the guys in the race, and decided, like, that That event was saved by Casey and uh, Mike uh, Peterson, by the way, who now hosts Freedom Families United. I can appreciate the response there, and thank you for that. I support the answer, but I also think the idea of having Republican candidates and legislators should be addressed for this event and a priority for every event moving forward. Oh, suddenly, I would like to make suggestions as include Nicole Chavez and Greg Cunningham in this event due to their different life experience with crime. Uh, blah, blah, blah. The more the candidates are visible. So there it is.
4: Uh, who is Paul Pacheco again? I, I know him personally. He was below. a rep.
0: He was a, a rep for a long time, and he um, is running for sheriff. And oh. he's, he's going to be your next sheriff.
4: I hope so, yes. I know We him. need a
0: Republican, not a Democrat.
4: He's good people. Yeah, I, I grew up with him. He actually lived across the street from me when I really? was a kid. Yeah, him and his huh. brother. So I know Paul. Okay. He's a good police officer, he did, he good police, and I think he would make a good sheriff. So. There you
0: go. You got uh, Murder Mike's endorsement. Got endorsement. Uh,
4: he, he's also a uh, state employee
1: hack who was put in his position by Susanna Martinez on her way out, uh, earning, I believe, over $100,000 at the Department of Corrections. Uh, he and his wife also filed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy protection in 2005, listing li- liabilities of $411,000. Dollars uh, against a combined yearly income of just under forty thousand dollars. So uh, he's got some issues, as far as I'm concerned. I, I don't know him personally.
0: Well, we want a Republican, but, uh, but maybe he's through that. Maybe we'll get a chance to talk to him and you know see what he has to say. That Doubt always does the checking.
4: Oh, dude, I, I, I think that's outstanding.
0: He in, he I'm a, I'm a dirt digger. I I dig the dirt.
4: Yeah, <laughs> uh, Greg Workindale.
0: <laughs> well, you should see the things I know. Just because I'm around, doubt was like, oh, we'll just find out. You know? you get, if you have a if you have someone's cell phone number, it's better than their DNA. My. That's all you need is their cell phone number. You can work magic with a cell phone number.
4: Is that's amazing? I got to learn more about this. <laughs>
0: Why? I'm not going to teach you. Yeah. Well I'm, I'm, well, I'm not here to give you an, some, you know, we're not going to do it because it's just not what we need to right, what we do. <laughs> There's methods, and <laughs> Dow spends all day there, and uh, he, he rubs his hands together, and he thinks, and then stuff comes together, and call all magic. You should see some of the stuff we know.
4: I, I listen to the show every day, and I'm, I'm just amazed and impressed with the— Why do you think the,
0: I get so depressed? <laughs> I get so depressed because I know too. Much. That's the problem. <laughs>
4: Like if you knew the bliss. stuff
0: I knew, I mean, that's just a topical nothing. That's just nothing. That's really it. Just it doesn't even matter.
1: I, I, I often mean, in, in in my life, uh, when I, in a quiet. A depressing moment. I will think of the cigarette smoking man in in the X Files television show, where he was speaking to the alien who was all tied up in the chair, and they, the good the good alien that they had captured. And, he, and the cigarette man said, uh, "If people were to know the things that I know." It would all fall apart.
2: <laughs> I often feel that way. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's
0: a, there's a lot to deal with.
1: It's I so mean, much worse than you it. think, people. It's so much worse. It's the
0: corruption is so much deeper than you might think. It's a nightmare. <laughs> we're just sharing what, what. Yeah, we're just uh, just. But we are going to get. We are going to do everything possible to make sure that Michelle Lujan Grisham is not coming. I've got. We've got more than ten thousand impeach MLG uh, petitions over there. I don't know why we can't do the same thing for the mayor of Albuquerque. I'll keep one in the store. I mean, how how, crap, how much crappier can this place get? I don't I don't want to find out. I can't live through four more years of of Tim Keller. Oh no! <laughs> that's,
3: <laughs> that's, that's,
0: that's, that's, that's and, and again, I I repeat to you, I I cannot be like depressed. I cannot I can't look at these numbers. I can't do any of this stuff. So anyway, All right. that's the
4: hardest part is seeing what's happening and but not having the ability to do anything about it. That well, we see it all the time. Rain. yeah it's true and that's that's what's depressing is you see it it's almost
0: as uh, it's almost as depressing as this this I gotta go out to some music. I need some music. There we go. We're gonna stand by our man. stand by our party right Republic There you go Amen. They, gotta, they gotta stand they gotta stand by their candidates. There we go. All right third hour up next. thanks for listening
3: it's and the moon. Is the only light we'll Can I help? Oh, i
2: won't uh, sure Kay. Be afraid Oh, I Be afraid Just
3: as long As you Stand by me oh,
0: by me. Won't you stand? If you're in need, won't you stand. This is the Rock of Talk on AM sixteen hundred KIVA Albuquerque. Six and the 505 more 411 here for the third hour. I'm Eddie Ergon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVABQ.fm, rockoftalk.com. And uh, I'm we're going to leave this uh, wide open third hour. There's a number of things that he probably wants to toss my way. And uh, we've had a great interview with uh, David Velasquez. Thank you. Great interview with Casey Peterson. We got caught up on all the stats. And uh, we talked about uh, the ridiculousness uh, that we have not cleaned up within the Republican Party. The only thing I failed to say was, you know, Karen Bedoni was one time in my studio and she stated that she was born a Republican, will always be a Republican, and now she's a Libertarian. Karen Bedoni, if you prevent Mark Ronchetti from becoming governor of the state of New Mexico, this will be on you and the Libertarian Party. So I'm just going to go ahead and make this, once again, I will not live through another four years of Michelle Lujan Grisham. I will not, I will not. I will be gone. And this is your chance to flip this election. And you have to get behind Mark Ronchetti. Mark, this is Mark's race to lose. Okay, do something in the best efforts, not of a party that you've only been a member of. And, and I, you know, I, I reached out to Jason Valancourt uh, yesterday, and I'm like, you better get her to get out of the race. You got to get out of the race. You have no business being in this race whatsoever. You couldn't get enough signatures in the Republican side. You came in third uh, in the CD3. You should have just stayed a Republican. There's all sorts of stuff that you could have done. You had a huge future ahead of you as far as I was concerned. Just the, the leadership that was there just wasn't. And I'm a fan of Karen Bedoni. I don't like this move. I think it's terrible. And the fact that she's, what, what did you have her polling at, Dowd? Like nine, points? Uh, nine, nine points, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm literally just nauseous thinking about that, okay? She doesn't have a, a, a chance in hell. All she could do is help Michelle Lujan Grisham win. That's all she can do. She can't do anything else useful in this race, whether it carry the libertarian flag, the libertarian message. The, like Donald Trump's not a libertarian. You were like the biggest Trump supporter there was. She was all about Trump. Remember that? This is a, a move that is so bad and it just, it's the reason why we suck year after year, okay? And sure, I get, I understand it. I was the first to probably voice my concerns about Mark Ronchetti. I don't care. I don't care. Every single Republican or every single not a Democrat, right? No, it's every single Republican. We don't have the numbers to mess around here. We just don't, okay? And we can win up and down this whole entire thing I'm going to start a recall against uh, tim keller i think we can get this thing done um he should know that it's coming and then he can go ahead and face the voters once again okay
1: Okay, here's the good news on the recall okay good (laughs) as i'm reading the statute now uh, people throw out recall all the time they think because they have it in california or wherever we can do it here it's very (laughs) limited in new mexico it's you can't do it at the state level it's it's only for school district members county commissioners and elected officials in a commission manager municipality like Clovis. There's not a lot of commission manager municipalities out there. However, the fourth allowance is, uh, I'll read the statute word for word, a home rule municipality stopping right for now i believe albuquerque is a home rule municipality if the charter of the home rule municipality provides for recall of elective official uh, officers and notwithstanding any election provisions or procedures in the laws of the municipality that may conflict with the recall act this legislation itself so we're going to have to put it in the charter mm-hmm. before we can actually recall keller uh so it's not impossible but there, there's a there's a transitory step
0: we could do we could get we could get our yep. city councilors to, to put it in the charter right
1: put it in the charter yep
0: so yep. here's and, and here's the part where you guys should be thanking jay mccluskey okay <laughs> jay was smart jay got these city councilors uh he helped him get elected not to mention me uh, plenty of help uh, with that as well And he would agree with that so if we can get this on a 5-4 vote in the charter and who would be voting against this this would be clarissa Pena. um Pat Davis. Pat Davis, that other. Isaac Benton. Yeah. So those four people would vote against it. But if basically, if we can get Louie to convert to a Republican or just vote with us, we can get a complete and total recall on Tim Keller. And the process for getting it inserted in the charter is probably pretty quick, right?
1: Well, the language, Eddie, is interesting. The cited grounds for recall, and this is the exact language, and, and again, it's like impeachment. Uh, it, it's whatever the legislative authority wants it to be. So people get all these debates about, you know, oh, does it rise to the level, does it not? It's, it's whatever they're voting on. If, you, if you've got the votes, you know, government's all about power. Uh, quote, the cited grounds for recall shall be based upon acts or failures to act constituting malfeasance in office, misfeasance in office, or violation of oath of office occurring during the current term of the named official sought to be recalled. Ineptitude on fighting crime and protecting bricanos, Uh, you know, uh, wearing your stupid scarf and giving away money to Hollywood and not doing your damn job and trying to keep the streets uh, safe for the good people of uh, the Duke City. Uh, I I can't blame Keller for our mountain line up in this area, but I sure can blame him for the uh, Wildflower Park. Near me, that's being taken over by uh, encampments. So uh, it's it's you know it's it's however they choose to write it, and uh, it, it's 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 not completely undoable. But as with anything in government, you got to have the votes.
0: Okay, uh, do we have numbers in terms of how many do we need to do it?
1: Uh, it looks here where if you you can as long as you write it up in the charter, it's 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 up to you. It can't conflict. With uh, the statutory language, but there's not a lot of statutory language governing recall in the state anyway. So I think, you know, you, you get some good lawyers. They could write this up the
0: right way. And I uh, I oh, have it written up the right way here. Let's go back to – go ahead. You were going to say something. Sorry.
1: No, uh, the, uh, one of the uh, limitations on this is it can't be later than 180 days from the end of the term for the office for which the recall of the official is oh, sought. Yeah, okay. Perfect. So that's a time limitation.
0: Yeah, that's B if we're within the election part. Which we're past that for impeach MLG. So we had an attorney draft this stuff. This is the only impeach MLG. All this other stop MLG, you know, like that was all just BS. It's just people just you know gathering information. Here it is: Uh, recall petition of New Mexico governor for malfeasance. Now we did this. Was this 2020 when I did this? Is it yes, May of May of 2020. Yeah, yeah, two years. Yeah. Gosh, where does time go? We, the people of New Mexico, are signing this recall petition for the express purpose of removing Governor Lujan Grisham for malfeasance. Specifically, the governor has intentionally either personally or caused others under her direction to have, having been dishonest and acted illegally and knowingly exceeded her authority, interfered or denied the public their constitutionally guaranteed rights by following by the following acts. This was May 2020. Look at how quick this was. Oh, by the way, the Republican Party would not get behind this, nor would they put this out. Uh, This should be noted. And there's actually people saying that they'd rather vote for Karen Bedoni than Mark Ranchetti. I will find you. I will find you. I will make you pay. Folks, it's so bad,
1: even I'm leaning toward voting for Mark Ronchetti, okay? That's how bad things are right now in New Mexico. You are voting. You are <laughs> voting for Mark
0: Ronchetti. That really? door is still very, very you open are, for me. Everyone <laughs> who's listening to me right now will vote for Mark Ronchetti. Understand me? I'm not living in this hellhole for another four years. I'm not. Not doing it. The governor and her agents have lied and intentionally misled the public about the current state of affairs, effects, and public health threat of the COVID-19 coronavirus trend. We can actually prove that now. We can actually prove that. Data-driven. Written in May of 2020, <laughs> Yeah, I'm all sorts of stupid. Has intentionally overstated the dangers of the virus. Denied the citizens many of their rights and privileges under the United States Constitution. Lacked transparency in how the state of New Mexico has directed the hospital and medical systems to treat infected patients. Remember the flyovers? Remember the flying of the helicopters and all that? Or allowed obvious threats to the public to transpire, literally bringing in the virus, right, from these other places, right? Including importing additional infected patients from out of area and out of state for improper reasons without any public disclosure or notice. That's true has intentionally misled the public with false data regarding the actual numbers of persons tested for the coronavirus. Remember that? We had all the data. In fact, I think orangeNM, uh, com is that still up? Even know I've done so much stuff. It's been a while, yeah. OrangeNM.com. Remember those? We we're tra- tracking all this stuff. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Day 60. Eddie gives up. Five twelve twenty twenty. 2020 if there's no, science, there's <laughs> the no science. The death cult yeah. Democrats. The death cult Democrats. The death cult Democrats. Look at them. Look at all the Republican states doing well. Look at the county. In fact, like it's all sitting there. Orange dot com. Uh, but nobody's proud of me. Nobody. Nobody, nobody likes me has intentionally misled the public with false data regarding the actual numbers of persons tested for the coronavirus has intentionally inflated the testing figures by false counting methods, including counting individuals more than once. Remember that that was a big deal who have previously been counted or tested has intentionally manipulated the number of persons who have been tested as positive for COVID-19 in order to further her agenda and justify her draconian actions against the public, against the public. Let's not forget um, your doctors uh, and how they have all played in this has arbitrarily and capriciously imposed extreme measures against the public at large, including falsely imprisoning the public, forcing the public to remain in their homes, enforcing medical quarantines on healthy individuals, has intentionally allowed dangerous offenders to be released from judicially imposed incarceration. That's huge. Like right there, letting uh, criminals out of jail, that's impeachable. The number one right to, to serve and protect, protect, that's not, Protecting has prevented lawful and peaceful demonstrations and completely interfered with the public's First Amendment rights, has arbitrarily and capriciously denied businesses from conducting legal activities, has ignored all standards of reason in deciding essential versus non essential business categories, with no public disclosure, no public listing category, has provided no expectation of how her administration has determined any category, has intentionally, willfully, with malicious intent, forced mid sized and small businesses to be closed under the threat of legal or financial penalties. It has continued to allow large national and international companies to remain in operation. This intentional act was willful, malicious, intended to force small businesses to remain closed with callous and neglectful disregard. With complete knowledge, most small companies will never financially recover and likely to be forced to close forever. It has intentionally caused grievous harm to the economy of the great state of New Mexico for completely unsubstantiated scientific and medical reasons, and is acting with the appearance of total uncontrolled tyrannical attitude, especially in the face of any criticism has acted with complete disregard in the manner of unbecoming of the position of office of the governor of New Mexico, has acted maliciously with intentional harm towards the state industries, including the oil and gas sector, by purposely imposing the Energy Transition Act. He did that during the date that that got signed in. Was that 2019 or 2020? April 24th. I think it was 2020, not 2019. I'm sorry. I'm just looking at this. the The
1: percentages. Uh, The minimum number of verified signatures required to validate the recall petition is 33 and one third percent of the total number of voters who voted for all candidates for the elected position currently occupied by the named official at the last election, where the official was elected. So you got to get 33 percent uh, in the petitions.
0: Um. Hello. That would be what about 40. 4,000, 45,000 signatures? Is that about right? What was the turnout? Mayoral turnout 2021. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Mayoral election. The Renegade. Renegade. Uh, They don't even have it. <laughs> Look at this. They put me. Oh my God. <laughs> oh yeah, we had Patrick Ben Sice. There we go. <laughs> three, <right>. four <laughs> votes. <laughs> okay, 60, 77, 87, 97. It's the biggest uh, mayor election in history. Um, so a little under 120,000 co- votes
1: cast uh, in total.
0: Yeah, so that's 40,000, right?
1: Uh, one third. Yeah. 4, eight twelve Yes, yes.
0: Yeah, 40, 745. 7, so we basically got to get 40,000. So if we got a charter. And we were able to go ahead and we got, what, 3,000 signatures and 3,305 signatures in no time. Basically, using using the, um, the same system, I can talk to the city clerk's office. Using the same system, we can gather the same number of signatures during the time that Mark Ronchetti is running for governor. Makes sense to me. ImpeachScarfBoy.com.
1: Uh, that is the website I have just read from so
0: He just needs another. I don't even think he wants to be mayor, to be honest. He, he wouldn't I think him. you're right. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm pretty sure he doesn't. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. It's a bummer. No. <laughs> Albuquerque sucks, bro. Keller, you don't even want to run the city no more. As such, we, the people of New Mexico, are signing and affirming our demands and desire for the governor of New Mexico be removed from office and intentional actions amounting to both malfeasance and misfeasance. I affirm and I agree. And just as you stated, that's the language, that's the legal language, malfeasance and misfeasance. I affirm and agree to the above petition and affixing my signature as proof of my support. So basically, if we can get it chartered, then we should be able to get it entered into the city clerk's office. As far as I can tell, it would be if you want to go ahead and do a recall petition and you'd have to make sure that those are verified, I'd be giving the city clerk some time to work on some stuff. That's basically it. I like how they literally found the worst possible picture to put it. Like people just hate my guts. It's just like incredible. All right. We'll see how much you hate me after this. Um, There you go. All right. uh, Dad, what else you got? What's on your mind? Oh, uh, we hadn't. uh, We were off yesterday, so
1: I didn't have a chance to get into school choice, which is something that I really, really. uh, We, you know, we're 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 mad about a lot of things, and we're very well justified uh, for for our anger. Uh, But we had excellent news yesterday from the U.S. Supreme Court. Heck, we had excellent news today on 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 gun rights. We'll cover that. Uh, We've had some good. We've had some good good decisions, and you know, maybe we'll have a good decision on Roe v. Wade. But um, I, I put up a piece yesterday looking at not so much the 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 decision itself and, and th- this decision is not really such such a landmark decision because it's in keeping with a whole bunch of other decisions in recent years uh, the court has been extremely favorable uh toward uh, uh school choice uh, the lefties no. the teacher unions want to destroy school choice they want to say oh it's uh, you know taxpayer money funding uh, religion which uh the Supreme Court has established a couple of standards by which uh, this kind of activity is permissible. The lemon test, basically. The statute uh, that permits you to uh, access this money must have a legitimate secular purpose, legislative secular purpose, meaning educating a child. There's a legitimate purpose there. Number two, the principal or primary effect of the statute must neither advance nor inhibit Religion, So they're not targeting religion uh, and they're not showering religion with some sort of, you know, state benefit uh, because, again, the parents are choosing how to use the money, not people in government. Uh, and finally, the statute must not result in excessive government entanglement with religion so these this is just uh, it's called the carson decision from yesterday it is backed up by espinoza which was decided in 2020 trinity lutheran which was decided in 2017 zelman versus simmons decided in 2002 school choice is constitutional and my I, i don't even i don't even really debate this anymore 30 years ago when i started off in this business school choice was uh, it wasn't really clear how the courts were going to rule on this or how the high court was going to rule on, on this. And it was very unpopular. The, the teacher unions were doing really terrific job demonizing vouchers. You probably haven't heard the word voucher in a long time because school choice people, we don't use the word voucher anymore. Although I don't – I'm not ashamed to say voucher. School choice exists in all kinds of forms. There's education savings accounts. There's scholarship programs. There's tax credits. Uh, and in some places, there are indeed vouchers. Parents in America have gotten a taste of school choice, some a little bit of a taste in the form of charter schools, some a huge taste in the form of education savings accounts where they, uh, uh, or scholarship accounts in which they get to control all their money, and it, you, you can even use the money that would go to your child in a government school for your own, uh, for tutoring, for homeschooling materials, and that kind of stuff. That's the ultimate in school choice. Um, I have a dream. I have a dream. I have a, I have a vision. Uh, it, it It probably will never come true, but sometimes uh, I close my eyes and I think about Republican elected officials in this state going to the worst in the parking lot of say the worst performing school in the South Valley of Albuquerque, standing with minority parents, although obviously people of Hispanic origin are the plurality here in New Mexico, but you know the optics are going to be very good high crime, low school performance you know high poverty area announcing their education freedom initiative with parents of all colors of the rainbow standing there i won't say rainbow let's just say all all shades of of pigmentation uh, for human beings standing there and announcing the republican party of new mexico's commitment to driving a stake through the heart of our failed government schools our monopoly unionized teacher union controlled schools and empowering parents Um, The reason I don't think that's ever going to happen is because it's not really clear to me, Eddie, that Republicans in this state even know what school choice is. Uh, When this decision came out yesterday, I went to the Republican Party of New Mexico, went to their press release section, went to their Twitter account. Uh, This is, as I said, one of many high court decisions signing off on school choice programs. It is constitutional because it's not the government making the decision. The money is going to the parent and the parent is making the decision to direct those funds to any type of educational experience for a child, even, even with the broadest programs with, with homeschooling. So I went looking for the Republicans uh, and, and just to see uh, another big victory for we, we school choice advocates. Some of us have been fighting for this for 30, 40 years, maybe longer. Milton Friedman first proposed school choice, I think, in the early 60s. The Republican Party of New Mexico had no statement. The Republican Party of New Mexico had no tweet. Uh, Apparently, I don't know that they're even aware of this uh, latest, very favorable, uh, wonderful decision by the high court. And instead, I cited in my piece here, rockoftalk.chat, rockoftalk.chat, rockoftalk.chat. The Republican Party in the state is basically foursquare behind the status quo. In 2019, every Republican in the Senate except one voted for the new bureaucracy, the Early Childhood uh, Education uh, uh, and Care Department. Uh, didn't only,
0: right. didn't.
1: But my man Pat Woods down there in the southeast corner, I, c- I couldn't believe him. Wait, uh, a majority... Uh, A majority in the House, I believe, Rebecca Dow and Kelly Fajardo voted in the House for the creation of the brand-new bureaucracy. But what really frosted my nose, as the mayor of Boston used to say, that really fries my nose, was earlier this year, we had, I think, the first-year commitment is something like $170 million to enrich – our government school teachers and our government school principals with all sorts of pay hikes. I think the three-year total was something like three or $400 million just in the first wow. three years. Uh, not a single Republican in the House, not a wow. single Republican in the Senate wow. voted to endorse, uh, voted against. Wow. Big, big pay hikes to the most powerful political lobby in the state. The largest force working against school choice in the state and the largest largest political force working against Republicans in this state. And they all voted for it. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm losing it a little bit, a little bit. Um, these are people eating. of towering stupidity, and I just can't take it anymore, Eddie. And i right, I'm I'm going to try to calm down. Drink a little, drink a little water, and calm down. The final point, okay, on my vision of Republicans in the state finally growing a pair and taking on the education establishment and going to the worst neighborhood in the South Valley and announcing their education uh, choice initiative with all sorts of parents from of all type of types of pigmentation they're so inept and so stupid and so ignorant in this state, Eddie, the tide has turned on school choice. As I said, when I started off in this business 30 years ago, the unions were destroying people like me advocating for school choice. The polling suggested all the talking points that the unions were throwing out about how, oh, this takes resources away from government schools and it fosters iniquity, all those arguments that they've been used, it is over parents are have learned in the last 30 years about school choice either they have it themselves and they love it or they've heard it from their brothers-in-law or their cousins in another state they've learned about it uh wonderful organizations there's all sorts of school choice organizations uh they promote this with great videos of kids who are going to great schools and parents are happy the polling has completely reversed itself Uh, i cite some cato institute uh, numbers from late last year or last fall 84% of parents and 78% of the general public support the most liberating school choice reform, which is education savings accounts, uh, taxpayer-funded accounts that that can be used for all approved educational expenses from buying books to buying computers to hiring tutors, homeschooling, going to a religious school, going to a secular school, doesn't matter. The country has moved it's taken time it's taken too long but we are now at a point where support for school choice is massive and yet and yet in the land of enchantment one of the two major parties i don't think you really can consider the republican party a major party anymore it's 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 a rural party uh and a a hinterland party because god knows they don't have any presence in any of the major metro areas where most people live in new mexico they don't understand that on One hand, they're funding the people who are trying to destroy them every election, A, and B, the reform alternative to this is wildly popular. This is how inept these people are, Eddie. And I just, when this decision came out, I just lost it. And I said, I I, I don't bash the Republicans every day. I don't bash them every day. But when you see ineptitude and ignorance and stupidity and out to lunchness, like this, I had to write something up on this, Eddie. Uh, it's at rockoftalk.chat. chat. It's called it's called uh, chronically truant elephants, education, freedom, and the RPNM rockoftalk.chat. dot um, chat. Sometimes, Eddie, uh, uh, as much as, much as I love New Mexico, as much as I love New Mexico, there are times I just want to go on a 13-county killing spree. This this was one of those examples. I'm a little calmer than I was when I wrote this, but um, this was a hard one to take, Eddie. Hard hard one to take.
0: Well, uh, congratulations <laughs> to the rest of this country, um, and certainly we can start adopting this. This is something that uh, we can put in the quiver of uh, one Mark Runchetti, uh so that way he can run with this and make sure that that's that's happening i think that that's important that we do uh what we can to make sure that he is supported with these good ideas that have been handed down the second amendment one you see what happened in new york amazing just absolutely just awesome. Vital, awesome beautiful amazing things coming down and that's 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 a trump win wait, wait a minute the,
1: the, the, wait a minute the supreme court of the united states believes that a fundamental right enshrined in the bill of rights right. you don't you don't have to get permission from someone in government right. to exercise that right shocking oh <laughs>
0: there's really some some good stuff happening there really is um and again I think when it all you know comes down to everything here in the state you know it's inability like, I, I don't know about you I don't know how much more fight I have but I'm gonna see um, I, I'm I am sort of at a loss for words and what I want to or conveyed to, to people, but we, we have to we have to leave it all out there. We've got to fight. We've got to do what we can to make sure that we can implement these things that are happening other places here. we got to save the state, okay? And saving the state uh, means negating the other side, period. And the only way you can negate the other side is if we all work together to get this done. We, the outcome isn't to get Mark Ronchetti elected. The, the, the outcome is to make sure that Michelle Lujan Grisham is not in office To start the new year. That's that's what that's ultimately what we're going to do, whatever happens, whatever it takes. That's what we've got to do. We've worked on that. I think the same goes for Tim Keller. The state cannot tolerate much more of this, you know, double whammy of Grisham and Keller just literally pulverizing the state. And they have got some people divided against them. Brian Colon and uh, Hector Balderas. I don't think there's any love lost there. I think they would be totally fine to see Michelle Luhan Grisham go away, you know, at this point. And I would probably call Brian Colon and after meeting the man, seeing him, you know, he's as much of a statesman as anybody. Will will he end up running against Martin Heinrich trying to primary him? I think he should, to be quite honest. I think we need a Hispanic senator. Um, So hopefully we'll have uh, two Hispanics. I'm hearing rumblings that, uh, not sorry, Susanna Martinez might run for Senate in 2024. I don't know what that would be. Yeah, that might be interesting. So, um, you know, whatever it takes. I just know that the senators that we do have, Heinrich and ben Ray Lujan, are no good, period, (laughs) at at all. And I think, you know, we can start to take this state back and maybe, and I don't think I'm dreaming here. I really don't. This is our best chance to go ahead and get something like this done. So it's a trend between our friend out. Uh, Again, a final point about uh,
1: uh, school choice. Um, Yesterday, Mm -hmm. you don't have to look far, New Mexicans, just to our west in the great state of Arizona. And I realize Arizona is not New Mexico. I I get it. The Republicans uh, in the House of Representatives, lower chamber there yesterday, approved a dramatic expansion of the empowerment scholarship account program and you know these, these terms jump around all, all over the place basically it's school choice uh it, it, it currently it's only uh, allowed for certain uh, uh conditions you have to be in a, a technically failing school as defined by the state uh parents who you have to have parents in the military so it's a narrow plan right now the empowerment scholarship account it went through the house. Two Republicans actually finally came around. The final two they needed to get this thing approved. It would allow every student in Arizona, not just in certain groups, to obtain an empowerment scholarship account to be used for whatever educational purposes are necessary. Tuition, again, books, homeschooling expenses. This is right to our west. The Republicans, uh, the good Republicans in Arizona, have been fighting this uh, for for some time. Uh, I, I don't understand. Uh, there's that. Remember that old line from the baseball manager? Was it in the '60s? Can anybody here play this game? Do do do? Does the Republican drain, brain trust in this state have they ever heard of school choice? Are they aware of it? Has uh, any of the have any of them ever thought, hey, this might be a way to really reach out to uh, black? native hispanic populations because god knows we've got the whitey vote locked up in this state uh we can't keep we're, we're getting a bigger and bigger section of a decreasing pie we actually have to reach out to uh other types of people this would be a winner a, a nuclear bomb blast to get behind and and start reaching out to a younger demographic uh, a more diverse demographic and it's popular and it's constitutional eddie a a, a banquet has been prepared before the Republican Party in New Mexico about the corruption and greed of the education status quo versus the reform alternatives. Vastly popular, exciting things happen in many states, including states that border ours, and these guys are out to lunch. Can't anybody here play this game? Uh, You have been given a wonderful gift. Use it! Use it!
0: All right, let's get to some text. I could poop a better president. Uh, uh, doubt is on fire today i love the rage from doubt southwest airlines just released these stupid pins oh my gosh he him she her they them i'm so embarrassed to be done with this company On the ramp where I work, we need men. We work hard. We bust our asses out there. We don't need weak gender weirdos working with us. This is what happens when our headquarters turns into a Google environment. You have liberal idiots who don't know anything about running an airline and force these gender and racial agendas on the employees who just want to go all to work and fly for free without all this garbage. Wow. So these are pronoun pins. It will serve as a visual indication of how someone identifies. Some of our cohorts prefer to be referred to as they as opposed to he or she or some other identity outside their current binary default. What they're saying is this is how I identify I would like to be respectfully referred to as such. If we increase the practice of stating preferred I I wanna try this out. So I want someone I want someone to put something like this on. I gotta figure out how I know I'll come up with something clever as they always do. It'll be it'll just be very exacting. Uh, hi, Eddie. You probably already know this, but I just learned that Big Bird has hired Jeff Snyder to be her Crushed Again campaign manager <laughs> the CD1. Uh, you, I think you already awarded CD1 to um, um, Lonely Girl, right?
1: Uh, I, I, I believe I was the first person in New Mexico to congratulate her
0: on her victory in November, yes. Yeah, She's still really, I think, uh, Michelle uh, Garcia-Holmes is just, don't, for, don't vote for any Michelle. But I am Actually, going to vote for Michelle Garcia Holmes. It's just, it's just terrible. Uh, Eddie, I'm putting you in charge of an important project, which is fully funded. This is a Dilbert commercial. I'm a marked man. The other employees will either try to suck up for me for money or throw bricks at me. Buddy, the trick is to keep a protective ring of suck ups around me at all times. Oh, that's very funny. Um, let's see. Joe keeps saying trans are in danger. <laughs> does he I don't know that. Really? Uh, not, no execute bad peeps by gaming why do you say nobody oh, that's because that's what they try to say that I don't have any listeners that's great Karen only cares about Karen it's an ego trip for her I would agree with that yep. uh, let's see Karen is only going to draw votes from the Democrats this is Orlando Garcia Democrats vote off of race and Native Americans lean left whatever whatever bro oh my gosh I, I'm already seeing you guys knocking mark all over the place so send me in any me any, anybody that's knocking mark just send it into the radio station so i know who it is eddie megan mcmillan is the cupcake that got busted for forging signatures for manny gonzalez she has no love for for manny so she's learned her lessons and she's young so i'm concerned um no, i don't care she's on the right she's on the right side she had a great email she said the right thing that's about all i can say about that uh, let's see There are men in L ages who mean to govern well, but they mean to govern. They promise to be good masters, but they mean to be masters. Uh, Yep. Daniel Webster. There you go. Yep. Perfect. Floyd. If Biden becomes president, you'll pay $7 for a gallon of gas. Uh, That was Trump back in 2020. Not huge on Trump, but Republicans need to snap. Yep. All right. Website. We need more of the second pandemic. There's a YouTube. Oh, wow. Yep more people sending it in. Biden and the, uh, will I ever get rid of good old boy club? A city can never progress into the future until they get rid of the old ways and move forward with a business-minded movement to create a solid foundation for a new and modern system of government based on capitalism. I'm reading Anthem right now, by the way. I'm going to read all of, all of Ayn Rand. So I'm reading Anthem right now. Biden and the Dems need another pandemic. So they rigged the midterm elections. Otherwise, the Dems will lose the House and Congress. That's exactly right, J-Man. Good job. Good job. Mm, okay. Mexico is like mini California. One political party controls each state. Both states have an electric that is clueless and indifferent until the residents begin to care about things and take things seriously. New Mexico will always be at the very bottom. We get what we deserve. Very sad. During the upcoming MLG Roncetti debate, Roncetti needs to ask the hunger from how many genders there are. Right. Yes. yes. Funny thing, I'm going to SNL, California, Lawrence Livermore National Labs next week to train some folks. SNL, California, serial test required for unvaxed, proof of no COVID, and a mask for everyone. Los Alamos National Lab, mask only, no test required for vaxed or unvaxed. So Sandia National Labs is the testing ground. They have less restrictions in California, less restrictions in Los Alamos. Hi, Eddie. Lovely man you just had on your show. Sounds like a true gentleman, Judy. for David Colossus. Great interview with David. We need to hear more New Mexicans like David. The man is golden. Thank you, Eddie. Great radio. Um, praying for David in northern New Mexico. That was good. I want to hear that. Such a great interview. I, I want to listen to it again. The, uh, thank you for the superior showmanship today. Okay. My husband was approved for religious exemptions at Sandia. No shot. There are still several that were there that are not back. They do not have to be tested once per week again as of about three weeks ago. Was absolutely very stressful for about a year, not knowing whether or not he would have a job anymore or not. We do want to remain anonymous. Yes, we very hard to speak out. I mean, this is what people are living. MLG gives me free crap, thanks to those fools that work for a living. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> yeah. Let's see what else we got here. Eddie, uh, anyway, my son worked at Sandia from January to May. He quit. He stated it was the cluster F from top to bottom. Said management was clueless on everything. Yes, he's working for someone else. Given that he's one of the best at what he does, that was easy. He was very disappointed that what he thought was elite wasn't even close. Everyone's leaving San Diego. There you go. Down to your top five this is brought to you at rockettalk.chat.
1: Uh, indeed, folks. Uh, your picks for the most popular links in the uh, daily email, the daily blast. Number one, where have all the good men gone? Uh, very interesting essay from the Institute for Family Studies. I think maybe some of our female readers uh, were, were, were clicking on that link a lot. A lot. Uh, number two, the city of Albuquerque's press release on uh, Brooke Bassan. She's a mom, by the way, uh, introducing legislation to repeal the sanctioned encampments. Uh, no, she,
0: didn't, she didn't introduce it. They're not going to let her do it until August.
1: Oh, I see. Oh, this was no. just a press release pre, no. pre, pre-event. Yeah. Okay. No, she didn't, uh. yeah,
0: yeah, no, they're not letting her do any of that. She can't back out anything.
1: Well, you can't trust the city on anything, can you? Uh, Number three, a great video on the heat and the drought of the 1930s. Uh, The global warming nuts want to erase John Steinbeck. Uh, Number four, Albuquerque man arrested for soliciting a 13-year-old boy online horrible story but at least the guys uh, the perp, the alleged perp has been caught for now at least. Oh. Uh, number five the U.S. Tax uh, the Tax Foundation put out a, a study on the U.S. tax burden if you're an average worker you pay 30% of your income in taxes ladies and
0: gentlemen of over up 6 to weed at 4 in the morning directly from D. Muska and the Rocket Talk dot chat we appreciate everybody tuning in here this afternoon folks it's uh, certainly a good day here and tomorrow's going to be a fun Friday be a wide open show. We appreciate uh, everybody being here on AM 1600 K Iva <laughs> <laughs> the feelings I have for her in my arms. Every time that I come here work, I
3: just lose my nerve.